Eller. Hello, fuck nuts. What's up? Hi, Josh. Hi. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 130 of You Watch, I Listen. We're coming up on 100 episodes with Taylor as the superior co-host. Big facts. Uh, and we're going to do, uh, the what'd you say, 10, 10 best movies or whatever? Well, I, I'm doing my 10 favorite movies that you've given me. Okay. Not best because there are some that are good that I don't sure, like. Sure, You know what I mean? Your 10 favorite. Yes. Um, and then there's, um, we said we were going to do our like 50 favorite songs, yeah. which we're going to make, I think we can make our own like playlists on yeah. Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, favorite songs from any of the albums and I think for that just because 50 is a lot we'll just break it down to top 10 yeah. on the show um, that would make the most sense which I'm excited to do yeah. um, I've already started curating it a little bit but uh, Taylor how are you? Uh, I'm fine. You know, I looked at my Spotify wrapped and I was mad about it. Yeah, you're you're both your Spotify wraps, like you had like you played the one album how many hours? Uh, uh the Angels and Airwaves album. Well, that's not so bad. I listen, I'm like I'm half embarrassed, but not really, because I listened to the Hamilton soundtrack way too much this year. How many hours was it? Uh I, th- I think a total was like fifteen. Okay. I think uh, are you getting a phone call? Uh, yeah, but I'm not gonna Okay, fine. Um, but anyway, yeah, I listen to Hamilton too much. But uh, it's funny, too, because my all-time, like, when you look up the stats, my all-time is the Wonder Years. So, okay. So now uh, the Wonder Years are putting out a, uh, you know, a, a Twitch special for uh, their biggest fans on Spotify where they can um, get autographs. Uh, oh, that's cool. Autograph, autograph copies of uh, The Upsides. And oh my god, she's in all, all tangled in the wires. You fucking dummy. But, yeah, you get a you know a four LP box set. You get all okay. This, that's all this pretty cool. cool. And it's only sixty bucks for like <laughs> that's not bad. different things. So. I know because like I jo- I just looked at yours, Josh. You listen to Angels and Airwaves for like fifty four hours or yeah. something. Like mine because I probably because I'm going through a different album every single week. Right. And when I'm in the car, I never listen to music besides the albums you give me. Right. And I never really listen to music at home unless I really like the album you give me. The most listened to album I had was only like fourteen hours, and it was um. The Spanish love songs, of course. Um, the rest, it was like it was like Tool, Pearl Jam, Nine Inch Nails, Slipknot. I was like, oh, the usual cast of characters. Yes, yeah, normal. <laughs> shit. It doesn't really change much through the years. Oh, yeah. Just Spanish love songs, a new edition. Um, and it was my most listened to album, not just artist as well. Uh, Josh, how are you? I'm good. Anything fun to say? No. Falcons won. They did. Right, well, I t- didn't pick them. We'll talk. <laughs> none of us did. Nobody none, did. None of us did. Um, which we'll talk about later. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm okay. Everything. I, I had a, almost had a very big mishap at work today. Um, so I, you know, I I get back to the office around like 1:30, and I just eat my lunch in my car. Uh, I can go inside and do it, but listen to um, the first half hour of uh, of uh, Carton and Roberts. Listen to Anna Moose and Maggie. Um, eat my lunch. Have a couple darts, and like with about like 15 minutes to go before. I have to go inside. I'm like, oh, I gotta take a shit, and I realized yeah, this is know. like a shit shit. Like yeah. I, I was at first, I was like, I gotta take a shit, and then I lit up a bog, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna smoke this. And about halfway through the bog, I'm like, no, I really got a shit. That makes it worse. So I'm like, I'm getting all my shit together, get my fucking binder with all my paperwork in it, uh, get uh, get change for my sunglasses, my glasses, put the cigarette out, I fill refill my water bottle. I'm like, all right, let's go. As I go to stand up, the fucking I didn't screw on the water bottle cap the whole way. Fucking spills all over my fucking pants, which are great today, awesome. so it looks like I made a pee-pee in my pants. 
I run inside, literally, it was one of those really close photo finish, just as my fucking cheeks hit the bowl, just fucking out of me, like fucking coffee, and it's just fucking everywhere, and then I'm like, oh my god, I got fucking, looks like I pissed my pants, and I gotta walk back into this office of females, so I'm I'm walking back with my binder, like, strategically covering it, I sit at my desk, I didn't stand up for two and a half hours, Um, and then, uh, uh, No Nut November's over, so... I, I stayed awake on Monday night until midnight just to jerk off. But, yeah, but like you, that, that's like self-inflicted torture. You easily could have said no. And you could have said you were participating and no one would have been the wiser. Yeah, but you know what? Like, I... I, I wanted to see if I could do it. Oh, so now you have integrity. Oh, well, with this, now. yeah, I have integrity about stupid things. I know. And in this case, yes, I, I had integrity about this. I wanted to see if I could do it, which I did. But literally, the second the clock hit midnight, I knew exactly where I was going. I knew that I was going to do, like, a pretty good scroll finding the right thing. And I was like, let's see how long I could go. I fucking nutted, like, two minutes in. I was like, oh, right. And what a mess. Did you do any, like, rogue, like, you know those rogue searches, like, from the like from election night? No, I didn't look like, up. Like what you I didn't look done? up Tushy. Like, what, like you should, you should do a, a now. Now it's like, you know, now no, not November's over. Now for the next thirty or thirty-one days, I think thirty-one days, you go through every single category and you see which one you like the most. That's an interesting idea. Some of those are really weird though. Like yeah. what Trump, like Among Us. I think the funny, Fortnite. I, the funniest one is wrestling. Wrestling was funny. Um, I liked uh, Texas was Tex Mex <laughs> or it was Sex Mex. Sex Mex. Um, I like Tushy a lot in Colorado. Tushy was good. Yeah. You know, I should what I should have done when I finally nutted was you know, those pictures are like uh, how how it started, how it's going, but with the fucking rag I nutted into yeah. because it was a disaster. Yeah. It looked like if you took like a a Twinkie and squished it, it looked like that. It was just fucking filthy. But uh, <laughs> anyway, this is episode one thirty. You watch, I listen. Uh, this week I'm going to be reviewing Foxing's The Albatross, and I'm reviewing Ingrid Goes West. So you and watch, we'll see you guys I listen. Podcast starts now. Had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> oh, suck it nice and slow. <laughs> Couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? It's time for the You Watch, I Listen podcast. And always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. We're back. All right, Taylor, how was your week, buddy? It's fine. There's not much going on. Um, Nothing special? No, not really. There's, uh, you know, the, 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 the cold is kind of here. But, uh, it's fucking weird, man, because we had that that nasty rain on um, a Monday, yeah. and then it, like in the afternoon after it was done, it was like sixty degrees outside. It was, it was fucking gorgeous out, and but it, it was just we- it's just weird because I I, I I have to pay attention to weather because of my fucking job. And from I texted you guys like two weeks ago, I go expect the warm winter, and you just went okay. <laughs> well, you said wrong group text after. Also, you, know, you said, also you said expect facts. a very mild winter, 
and I said, okay. But uh, <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. Yeah, it was like Bob, me yelling at Bob about the ending of How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Yeah, he's like, okay, I don't know but, what to uh, say. Yeah, no, it's not okay. To be like the, the meteorologist I once hoped to be. Yeah, same was, here. Uh, uh, there's a cold front that usually comes down the can that comes down from Canada and usually hits us at this moment, mm-hmm. and usually we get really frigid temperatures, and it's not. Because the way the jet stream is going this year, it's not. It's staying in Canada. It's not going to hit us. So the twenties and the thirties, just like the Canadians, day stay there. Are, well, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, can I finish? Plates? Can, can I finish? Can I finish? But tell us a boot. You I'm, said a boot last week. Okay, I'm finished. <laughs> By the way, I drank all the Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> was it good? No. No. Actually, no. It was pretty good. It was a dark roast, and I, I felt significantly dumber. Okay. Because of how. Okay, it was. It's like to more. It was so disappointing. Good, it? yeah, it's it was one of these right. things. I think when something gets hyped so much, you can't help but be disappointed. I mean, I, I, listen. I was expecting great things, and I was very disappointed. It's entirely on me. What'd you do this weekend? Uh, well, you went to Quaz's on Sunday. Oh, that was awful. Well, you, I know. You didn't shit in his toilet and not flush. It's not because I didn't want to. It's because I didn't have to, and I forgot. It, it's a, a fucking shock that you didn't have to shit. I feel like you always have to shit. No, I only have to shit when I leave here. <laughs> uh, almost, every, we- almost every time I leave the show, it's uh, an immediate photo finish I, when I, I hit 46. I'm, again, thrilled that my poop schedule is like, set. Like For the most part, it's like I shit at like 7.30, or no, like 6.30 in the morning, and then when I get to work, I take a another shit around like 8.30. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm good for the day. So that that's really nice. Yeah, see, I wish, dude, because like I'm on the road all day. Yeah, like, so like what, what do you do if you really got a duke? And listen, this isn't me stealing from Opie and Anthony. Anthony talking about his all oh, the buckets. Days. It's a real thing. You shit in the buckets. I've done it before. Why have you ever sent the picture of a shit bucket? <laughs> because why would I do? Josh, that? wouldn't you want to see this? Not really. Yes, you do. See, Justin does. I don't give a fuck with Justin. Fuck wants. Justin. Fuck Justin. <laughs> uh, I, can you please, when next time we take a shit in the bucket, send it to me? Just to you. I sure. Yeah, just to me or the group chat. We, dude, everyone in that chat, I think, sends Josh has sent duty. I have every yes you one hundred percent I've no, seen I, I definitely have maybe it. just from living with you for so long I've seen enough of your shit and yes. smelled it yeah more than one I think sometimes I just smelled it and I pictured wait, it wait like, like, hold on <laughs> wait Josh the last time he came by when the when the Broncos beat the Dolphins it feels like that was ten years ago already. it does literally I dude I shit my ass and all I hear from the all I hear from outside the door is hey man are you shitting. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, of course. And then like an hour later, and the, and the stink was lingering. And Dan just walks into my bathroom and just goes, whoa, it smells like shit. It, it did. <laughs> Josh, how was your week, buddy? I had the fucking Hershey squirts that day. You did. Uh, solid. You know, n- nothing crazy. Normal shit. That's it? That's it. My week was mostly uneventful. Hung out with uh, Ears and Tree and Ralph's wife on Saturday. No Ralph? No, that was weird. I was like, this is kind of strange. It's nice. It's, <laughs> it's nice and quiet. It's a nice change of pace. Um, it was just us hanging out. It's no, one, it's no one trying to shove zebra cakes down their throat. It's trying Making to, it all about them. Try, yeah, yelling. <laughs> uh, burying their underpants in my backyard. Drama. Um, yeah, drama. <laughs> um, it was mostly uneventful. Uh, Sunday. So why don't you explain why we're recording on a Thursday? Um, yes, we're recording on a Thursday because Tuesday was the landlord's uh, birthday. So, you know, it, you can't really go out and do anything. And normally, even if you're birth- at this age, when your birthday's on a weekday, you wait till the weekend. So right. we was just like, literally, I was like, what do you want for dinner on Tuesday? And she was like, oh, Outback. I was like, fuck yeah, I want Outback. So got Outback, um, gave her gifts. Um, onion. Um, I got the Blooming Onion Burger. How was that? It was awesome. Nice. Um, so I got that. Um, on Sunday, we went to her folks' house, and uh, they made dinner and gave her gifts and everything. Or they didn't even make dinner. They went to our favorite um, 
restaurant in the area, Rhodes, and picked up the food and brought it back. That's nice. Rhodes in Slotesburg is fucking awesome. It is a good time. Um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty pretty laid back, so no real complaints. Um, all right, why don't we get into reviews for this past week? Um, I'll go first because Josh also decided to listen to the album. Okay, um, so you gave me the album uh, fo- uh, the Albatross by a band called Foxing. Correct. I didn't know anything about Foxing. You described them as a uh, alternative, I guess, uh, indie, indie rock. Band, indie, indie rock band, would yeah. be the other way to describe it. And with this genre, I I probably tend to lean more towards dislike than like. Um, it, it's just one of those things where I think a lot of the times they sound the same. Which, well, I'm, I'm the same way, really. To yeah, be you don't like you. the Arcade Fires of the World and yeah, shit like that. It so doesn't like really, Arcade Fires stinks. 1975, okay. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird things. But um, this album, I fucking adored. Like I fucking loved this album. So before you go any further. The first, so like, I, I give, I give him the, I give him the album, I give you the album, and then we're driving home. Josh texts me when he gets home, and he goes, "Yo, this album rules. Dan's gonna hate it." No, dude, I fucking loved it. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I listened to it a couple times because I figured I was like, you know, what, Dan's gonna hate it so much. Maybe I'll just listen to it and give some reviews, <laughs> give a positive no, review. No, you know what? When I when it first started on the first track, um, Bloodhound. Um, hold on, I got the things on my, no, it was, my uh, phone. Inuit, wasn't it? No, that, well, the first song is Bloodhound, and then Inuit is the first because Bloodhound's like kind of like a almost like an intro kind of song because it's in it. Uh, it, it Inuit, I think it is. Inuit, in it. In it, in it. Um, so Bloodhound is the first one. And when I first listened to it, I gave it a three. I was like, I like the vocals. I like the lyrics. Um, it took, the first time I didn't really like this. I gave it a three the first time. So I didn't sure. dislike it. But as I listened to it more and more, I really looked forward to the entire album. I think it sets it up beautifully. Um, I Again, the lyrics are great, the vocals. Um, so Inuit, as you just described, as you just mentioned, um, that's a five. It's a beautiful song. Musically, it is fucking awesome. The whole album musically is brilliant. I love the arrangement on this song. The bass line and drumming are phenomenal. Uh, those two are incredibly tight, and lyrically, it's phenomenal. Um, the one thing I'll say about this album is it is wickedly depressing lyrically. Oh, yeah. When you really listen to it, holy shit, this guy has a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. um, the Medic was uh, a five. I fucking loved it. Brilliantly structured, wildly depressing lyrics, awesome vocals, and he actually sings with like real pain in his voice. Um, Pent Up in a Bind is just an interlude. Rory was a five. Lyrically masterful, brutally depressing, musically very simple, but the drumming again is on point. Um, Bit by a Deadbeat Part 1. I didn't love the opening when I first listened to it, but when it breaks down, it fully commits and it makes the song whole. Uh, The frantic guitar, one of my favorite things on the whole album. The guitar playing is incredibly frantic with no distortion whatsoever. Uh, The drum and bass are great again, and his voice, his vocals breaking sell the whole fucking song. It is nice. And the harmonies are brilliant. Bit by a Deadbeat uh, Deadbeat Part 2, it's a good slow musical intro and I love that even more than part one uh, Den Mother very short but the lyrics are great and the music's even better Calm Before is another interlude and Quietus um, is acoustic and a little folky I love the ending where it's just a deep jam session it's a really nice touch I was completely completely floored by this album not expect not knowing what Lacey is your fucking bone under there I'll get it in a second not knowing what to expect from this album and then being completely floored by it and any album you give me that I don't know what to expect and then it impresses me like this is really cool. I listen to all their other albums. I love everything they put out. Yeah. I love his lyrics. The music is 
you know, these guys are getting slept on musically because what they do musically with the, the, the it's really the drum and the bass playing the lead and the guitar. But when you really listen to the guitar playing, it's so impressive. It's so frantic, but so clean for that. For this particular genre, it's so to me, it just sounds so fucking innovative because for some reason, like there's a, there's a shit ton of indie bands out there. And you are you are right uh, from your initial analysis is that like a lot of indie bands do tend to sound the same. You know, I mean, th there is a big discrepancy between some of the bigger bands, but when it comes to lesser known or like other indie bands kind of coming up within the genre, it's hard to differentiate between the two because there is there is a lot of similarities between a lot of these artists. For sure. You know, so I, for some reason, and again, I don't really know what it is because I don't care for the rest of the of their discography. It's just something with this that resonates with me. I really don't get it. Maybe because it's super depressing. And oh I really my like very, God, it's depressing. And, and because the three of us, well, I would say more me and Josh than you. You're more of a metal kid. I think me and Josh were very much emo kids. So I, I'm not saying Yeah, not. I got into my emo phase way later. Like, right. I didn't love Tell All Your Friends, but when, uh, Dec uh, when uh, Where You Want to Be came out, yeah, I was right. all about it. Exactly. Like, so well, Tell All Your Friends was almost too emo for me and then when Where You Want to Be came out I thought they found their groove yeah well that's the same thing because I know Josh and I are massive used fans and you know the first two albums specifically are so fucking depressing talking yeah, about cutting yeah. and shit that like even though again it's not as over the top as the used I think this guy I can't remember the guy's name he's much more poetic with his he's words he's incredibly poetic as, and where Burt McCracken is much more straight in your face yeah and there, there were a lot of know? themes on this album that kind of tie into each song like leading into it a lot about the coast and the ocean and drowning yeah. and things like that. I again, I was completely floored. Uh, the, there was nothing I would change about this album. Uh, easily one of my favorites that you've given me. It's a fucking eight out of five, dude. And Josh, you loved it too. Yeah, I loved it. Um, you know, I was texting Taylor some of my favorite indie bands that this uh, that this band kind of remind me of a little bit. And one of the things, one of the bands that uh, really come right to the forefront of my mind is uh, Neutral Milk Hotel. Okay, uh, who was kind of like you know one of the bigger names in the genre. Um, and from a songwriting perspective, from a lyrical perspective, you know, a lot of similarities are there, and I really appreciate stuff like that. Um, yeah, like you know, like you said. Eight out of five. This was fantastic. Uh, I love listening to it. I'm going to listen to even more. Dude, of I listened to it so much this week. Yeah, it's like, weird that it's been out for six years, and the, you know what I mean. And no one, yeah, no one dude, fuck. It's I, mean? I, I know, and it's again. I mean, the even if like the lyrics are too like I could see people saying it's too heavy handed, too depressing. Musically, it is a perfect album. Like the music was the most. The lyrics were incredibly impressive. The vocals were impressive, but the the music was so. Good, right. like that. Those guys can fucking rip, absolutely. And even with indie not even really being my forte, like just looking at it from the outside in, I think bands like you know, obviously Arcade Fire, Kings of Leon, the 1975. Kings of Leon is more of a rock band, but yeah, they ultimately are an indie band at their core. Sure, like a lot of people give a negative connotation when they like, oh, I like Kings of Leon. I know you're one of them, and yeah. I, and deservingly so because Caleb was a jerk off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A little uppity and pretentious. Yeah, but like when people listen to Kings of Leon, they're like, oh, this is indie. This you, you know sucks. what I, I think it is with bands like that is I think sometimes they try so hard to have they, they, this is just my impression they try so hard to have a unique sound that it just comes off very forced to me and that's yeah. the big they do have some good songs and I can't deny they're talented um, they, they have some really catchy riffs too but 
But again, the guy's a jerk off, and it's just one of those things. His voice never clicked for me or anything. Well, it's just one of those bands that misses the mark. So, especially with their like their big hit was like you know got to use somebody and like, sex is on fire. Sex on fire is, is is a catchy song, but that album sucks. Like the uh, uh, Kings Leon have one album that's legit great. It's called Come Around Sundown, but then no one gives a shit because they think Sex is on fire. Sex on fire is what well, was that before that album? Yes. Yeah, so okay. Way, so, so, so this is the other th- weird thing with like indie music is I think you have to lose the indie label when you're no longer an independent label. Yes. <laughs> like because they were no longer an indie band when like that blew up. They, they couldn't think Atlantic Records. Yeah. Like, like when you you know what you can have the indie sound, but you're no longer an indie band when you're getting played on Z100. Correct. You know what I mean? But um, all yeah, the time. Taylor, uh, phenomenal album, great fucking choice. Sweet. Uh, so you gave me Ingrid Goes West starring Aubrey Plaza. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Well, who's uh, the guy that was in fucking... Um, what's that Nazi movie with the zombies? Oh, Overlord. Who's... Uh, that guy's in it. What the fuck's his name? Jack Russell? J- no, J- that's a dog. Jack Russell. Are you talking Terry. about the guy that played her brother? That played Elizabeth Olsen's brother? Yes. He, that was not him? No, uh, it is. It's the same guy. I'm telling uh, you who it is. No, because no, Kurt, I, Kurt Russell's son... No, is, I'm, I'm telling you that he was in that fucking... Because he has that face. That face that's very well, unforgettable. I, I know the one that plays Elizabeth Olsen's brother, right? Yes, correct. Because um, that guy is also in... Um, uh, what's it called? Oh, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of someone else. Uh, the, this guy that played Elizabeth Olsen's brother. This douchebag. The, oh no, I'm not talking about. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No, I'm talking about her. her yeah, yeah. Her Wyatt, boyfriend. Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell. Wyatt yes. Russell. Yeah, he's he's a I, Russell. I, I love Wyatt Russell. So I he's grown on me. I used to I really legit couldn't stand him at one point, but he's like he as an actor he's grown on. He's me. in Twenty Two Jump Street. Oh, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then also uh, O'Shea Jackson, yeah. who really is a very good actor. He's a really good actor. Yeah, I, I mean, loved him in Longshot. Or not so, Longshot. Yeah, Longshot. Yeah, he was which, in Longshot. He was Seth Rogen's best friend. He was actually pretty good in uh, San Andreas, too, to be honest. Yes, with he you. was, actually. Good, yeah, uh, he was. Um, don't worry. We, we have disaster movie. Yes, we do. Uh, so, when... Two weeks ago, when you said, "All right, it's either uh, it's either a fucked up drama or a really fucked up," I said a comedy, black comedy, yeah, black comedy. And you said you're either, you're gonna love one and you're gonna hate one. Which one did you think I was gonna love? Which one do you think? I, I thought you were gonna love uh, Prayer Before Dawn and not like Ingrid Goes West. Well, th- listen, I, I hate to say it, but hashtag pros knows. I, yeah. I I can't stand this movie. What did you hate and, about it? So here's the thing, and I want to make this very clear: this movie is does a phenomenal job with uh, telling you know telling a story and, and people's dependency on social media sure, and technology. Sure. I can't take that away from it mm-hmm. because it is a very real thing in today's yeah. day and age. What I can't stand about it is also what I can't stand about uh, American Psycho. I can't stand the pretentiousness, the, the fake bullshit, and I can't stand the way the movie ended Fucking yeah! I don't love the ending. Off, dude. I don't love the ending. Are you like okay? The biggest so, complaints I've heard about the movie is how uncomfortable it makes people because Aubrey Plaza plays the awkward part very well. She's very good at it. I, I again, I would be remiss to say she wasn't good in the movie. She fit the role very well. I, I even texted Josh and I said this movie is so cringy. I fucking can't stand it. It's meant to be. Yeah. And it's like well, you know what movie I'd compare it to what? is Observe and Report, which is also a black very, comedy very taxi awkward, driver. Very yeah. awkward. My only my only issue with this is that I know there is a there is taxi driver influence. Influences in there. Heavy. I mean, how can there not yeah. be? But uh, to me, that's not enough to make it a good movie. Sure, sure. I understand why people do love it. There's a lot of things to love in it, but it's just it, it, maybe it's just me as a real person because I know a lot of people like that. Yes, that are, are like so self like Elizabeth Olsen's character is so self absorbed. This Instagram, Instagram influencer, model, yeah. You know what I mean. And then I love the like the parts that I enjoyed were the very real moments, like when people find out, like uh, when uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen's brother finds out that Ingrid, you know, stalker. Is fake, 
stalked her, stole her dog yeah. to get in with her and stuff like that. And the other thing that annoys me too, and maybe, and, and listen, and maybe it's just me being me, just maybe not liking something about it, but the only guy that treats her right this entire movie is O'Shea Jackson's yeah. character, Dan Pinto. Yeah. Who's like, you know, she completely takes advantage of the entire time. The only person that treats her correctly. Yeah. That even for gives sure. Shit, for sure. Even helps kidnap someone, and then he gets his ass whooped. He gets his truck. She takes his truck, lets him, lets her borrow it, and he, she crashes it. She crashes it. What's just fun? Okay, so I like that because uh, I can't remember the song they were singing, but. But it was like, uh, oh, it was like, uh, it's, it was like a boy band song. It's like, uh, it's a fucking. Oh, it's I a, know, I'm forgetting it's an that anthem, too. and he's like, and it's like, uh, I, for some reason, I keep hearing the Three Doors Down song I'm here with that, which is not it. I'm here with that, I, when Three <laughs> yeah. Doors Down decided to become the the fucking band for the military, yeah, they were right. in all the commercials. But uh, but anyway, so she's singing this like boy band ballad at Elizabeth Olsen, who's also singing it, but she's like stared, like doing the stare and drive from uh, fucking Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, yeah, and crashes the shit out of this car. Um, I thought like it was a it was a really good moment like as far as the cinematography and writing wise because the line that was said which I can't remember was like I need to be with you or something like that and she's screaming and staring at her the entire yeah. time but like not in a genuine way like 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 in a like stalker, a, tra a Travis Bickle kind of way in a stalker way yeah when yeah. he's looking at the woman in the uh, the campaign headquarters and right. drives away in his cab yeah but, uh, I yeah I genuinely can't stand this movie I can't get it this is why I didn't think you'd like it because I don't think you would criticize it, its whole as a the, the way it was made and the acting and the writing the I thought that it. the movie itself would make make you like shake you to your core that there would be no way for you to enjoy it and you kind of had the same issue with observe and report because it's meant to be uncomfortable. It's meant to be cringy. I love those kind of movies because to me, that is so fucking real because people don't realize, like Aubrey Plaza doesn't realize, that they're being that socially unaware consistently. Yeah, it's stuff that that part annoys me, and the way the movie ends is what's really annoying because it Tries almost to kill herself. It, it, it feeds into what she ultimately wants, which is attention. And and I, I'm I'm not disparaging some uh, someone trying to attempt suicide because of real mental health issues, but what I'm saying is is that the way it's depicted in the movie, she makes a video where it's basically her suicide note. Yeah. She she tries to kill herself. She wakes up in the hospital, and then she wakes up with her own hashtag of everyone saying, you'll be okay, you'll be okay. And to me, again, I'm, I wasn't expecting a happy ending out of, of this, but that ending is more or less giving her what she wanted. So it, it's rewarding bad behavior. And is again, it's a movie. It's meant to tell a story in a particular light. Yeah. I understand. I, I think it's a good movie for people, for especially people younger than us, because oh, I think sure, we're the last generation sure. to really grow up without the internet. For sure. And like for people to And we grew realize, up with it technically, but not in our most formative years. Correct. Like, yeah. like Where we get a cell phone at age six. Right. And uh, and if the, if the cell phone you had at age six, it maybe had centipede on it. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And what the ending was very, it was very similar to Taxi Driver it ending was. where he goes on the killing rampage um, and then uh, he wakes up, you know, he comes back later and he's this hero in all these headlines and then it still ends with him, you know, looking in the mirror like, oh shit. So while she got the attention she wanted, when that dis my first thought is she didn't nothing's better for her nothing. she's gonna end up in the same exact place so it, it's definitely I would I would definitely say obviously it's heavily influenced by taxi driver any movie that is truly like an anti-hero character oh. who you know you think is them as the protagonist but ultimately what you're watching is an antagonist not like Elizabeth Olsen was any better but she was really the victim in the movie well, at the I, end of the day I, I was never really Travis mad. Bickle tried taking his date to a porn theater he was, he <laughs> 
that's that's a, that's comedy though. But like, so here's the thing, right? So I was never mad at Elizabeth Olsen's character or her boyfriend. She was just pretentious and stuck up. Which is fun. listen, I'd rather deal with that because I know on the surface that's really what it is, and I know yeah, deep yeah. down that's also what it is. So I, at least I know what I'm getting. Sure. Whereas you know, uh, Ingrid was very manipulative. Yeah, yeah. Very condescending. Just. Genuinely not a nice person. Yeah, and you are right. About halfway through the movie, I realized you're not supposed to like this. No, movie. you're not. And you know what I'm saying? I like, know Ears watched it, and she was like, "I am so uncomfortable watching this. I can't watch it." And I was like, I, "That's kind of how I felt you would be coming from it too." I think the only other movie I watched that was this uncomfortable was when I watched uh, what the fuck was the movie? The strange thing about the Johnsons. That's. <laughs> That, that, that's just that's just murder porn. That's all that is. That's murder porn, incest porn, rape porn, pedophile porn, whatever the fuck. Um, but uh, what's the fucking Netflix movie that like I liked but I didn't? It was uh, I'm thinking of any things. Like I oh yeah, felt, yeah yeah I haven't felt this awkward since I watched the movie. Yeah, like that. that one's or, genuinely or come and see. Yeah. Oh my god. You know yeah. What I'm yeah. And but that's a different. They're all different types of movies for uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. But um. All right. So I, I'm not surprised. Like I said, I think you'd love one and hate one. So yeah. I was on the money there. Hashtag Perot's nose. A genuine. Uh, genuine grading because it is a good movie for what it does and what it wants to do. But for you, for me, fuck you, uh, three and a half. All right, very good. All right, Taylor, uh, the movie picked this week was the one that was supposed to be two weeks ago. I'm actually very excited about <laughs> Man, this because uh, all all this did. Excuse me, I almost died again from drinking uh, water. <sighs> that's fine. Is that uh, it? Just made the anticipation for this movie grow and grow more after yeah. I've been watching and reading more about it. Yeah, dude. Also, now with the the new thing that came out today, which we'll talk about, is I'm more excited ever for movies coming yeah. coming into 2021. Yeah. Well, so the movie pick is Mank and Josh. Again, you do have to watch it. Yep. And the deal is, if you don't, you get leg kicked. Uh, yeah. Um. How, wait, know, what percent? Because I I want oh, the it's percentage. A, uh, I would say because it's his first violation, 15. 15% Muay Thai kick. Okay. Um, you know, there's another movie coming out on Friday that um, I think you're really going to want to see, and I sent you the link, but I don't know if you ever watched the trailer. It's with um, Riz Ahmed, who... Uh, Riz Ahmed. You would, I'll show you a picture of him. He was actually in Rogue One. He was the, the Imperial pilot that was helping them. He's like a Muslim-looking guy. He was on this great HBO show. A Muslim-looking guy. Either he's Muslim or he's not. He's, well, his name is Riz you Ahmed, so do look, the math. You don't look Muslim. Um, he, this guy. You've seen him in a bunch of things. He's a very, very good seems, actor. Seems familiar. So there's this movie coming out on Friday on Prime called Sound of Metal and he plays a, a drummer in a metal band. Right, I'm already in. And he loses, his, he starts losing his hearing. Jeez. And it's about going through the process of like adjusting to it. It's getting phenomenal reviews. Like Oscar it. buzz kind of thing. Comes out on Prime on Friday. I'm definitely watching that this weekend. Yeah, I'll um, probably watch it too. I got nothing going it's, on. And the people saying the music's in it's great. He's fucking great in it. He is, like I said, a sensational actor. He did this mini-series on HBO. Him and John Turturro, who fucking love John Turturro. Yeah, no, no one fuck with the Jesus. Uh, yeah, no one fucks with the Jesus. Uh, very, very sneaky. Or the, uh, the, you know the first time I was ever introduced... Oh, brother, like, where art thou? Really, well, the first time I was ever really introduced to John Turturro, and you're about to get very mad at me, was Transformers. Oh my god. Very funny he was very funny in Transformers. He was um, but he's a he's a great actor. You would probably really like this show and Josh you would too. It was actually one of the last things James Gandolfini worked on. He was supposed to play the role that John Turturro ended up playing as Riz Ahmed's lawyer. Uh -huh. The whole premise of that show is he gets uh um basically almost less framed for a murder from a one night stand and gets thrown into prison. 
it is really tough to watch. Like we're talking like almost not as bad as a prayer before dawn, okay. but it's very real. It's only one season. It's a mini series. It is fucking brilliant. I, I, I need mini series. Oh, John, and, he was great in fucking Plot Against America. Yeah, yeah, he was great on that. John Turturro rules. So, um, pick this week is Mank, and we'll probably both watch Sound of Metal. Is what it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. All right. So for my pick this week, I've really been trying to like figure something out and do something a little bit different. But as it turns out, I'm not as you know ambitious as I once thought I was. Sexually? So, no. Nah, well, that's different. But uh, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm just I'm just digging myself into a bigger hole. Than <laughs> yeah. Thought, honestly. Uh. So here here's here's the fucked up part. Right. Is that I I still don't know exactly what I want to give you because I want to give you metal, but at the same time, I don't. Okay. Because I give you a lot of metal. Sure. I gave you indie, and I give you pop punk. I've given you pop. I've given you a whole shitload of stuff. Yeah. And I don't want to give you fucking, um, I don't want to give you country anymore because I don't feel like watching <laughs> no. another fucking horror movie at the moment. No. But, I mean, like, it's not yeah. like Zach Brown Band was that fucking bad. Come on. Um, I have oh, no God. comment. Oh, shut up. It wasn't that bad. It was. It was bad for me, is what I'll say. That's the nicest thing you've ever said. Yeah. Honestly, about country. Yeah. All right. So, oh, God. What am I going to do here? I'm sorry. I'm. This is me. Slowly. I would rather listen to Zach Brown Band than Attila. <laughs> That's actually big facts. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Let me ask you a quick question. Yes. I, I know... I know you specifically. I'm sure Josh is too. How how deep have you gone with Frank Turner? Honestly, have you listened to all this stuff? Because he's got I've, he has a lot of stuff. I've listened to um, front to back those two albums. Um, uh, and keep my bones and, and, be, and be, more kind. be more kind. I've listened to a lot of other songs, but I don't know if I've listened to another album start to fit. I've listened like I, I went to his i um, his Apple Music his yeah, page right. and just hit play on his song. So I've heard a lot of it, but not to the point where I can grade out an album. Okay, so then. And again, it's a you know it's a fallback record. I'm gonna give you another Frank Turner, but it's old. It came out in 2009. This is pre England Keep My Bones. This album is called Love Ire and Song. So what is it called? Love. Lo so Love Ire I R E and Song. Um, actually, if you go on my my, my from my tweet, like, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this album came out in 2009. This predates um, our favorite record of his. And actually, because I've been diving back into it, because he has so much stuff that he's released. I think four albums in the last three years. Okay. He did a, he did a split with No FX, which is fucking crazy. Because he started as a hardcore kid. Yeah, yeah. So and you could he, tell on England Keep My Bones for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's even so. I was listening to it again, and I, I forgot there was a song in there called Glory Hallelujah, and the whole chorus is There is no God, <laughs> no heaven, and no hell. <laughs> <laughs> like just blatantly in your I face. I think you're gonna say glory hole hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. That's my dream. Yeah, right. I'm gonna be on the other side of it. It's, yeah, it's pipe it's, it's a it's a pipe dream. I just opened uh, my mouth yeah. or butt. <laughs> Oh my god! It's, like, it's it's such a stupid random anecdote, but uh, I used to work with this guy who was fucked up in the head back way back in the day when I worked at Price Chopper. Okay, and uh, Price Chopper had some of the worst um, in store radio I've ever heard in my life. Oh no! And uh, worse than Chopper was. Worse than Chopper was. Mm. And one of the songs that would play at le if you worked an eight hour shift, you heard this song three times. It was Gloria. Uh, and this Gloria. guy, yeah, and this guy. Why don't you play it? Wait a minute. <laughs> Why? I feel like I know this song. You definitely know Gloria. Definitely, right, I'll play the song and then I'll and then I'll yeah. Then continue the story. So could, wait, we'll pause the story. Taylor, finish talking about the album, and then Josh will tell the Gloria so, story. Like I said, this predates our favorite. This predates our favorite record. I've been diving in because he has so much fucking music. I decided to go back to his older stuff, and I found my new favorite Frank Turner song of all time. What's it called? It's called Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. And it's on this like, album, like plants do. Yeah, like you know, yeah, photo <laughs> act natural. Photosynthesis. And, and friendship. And, <laughs> 
I'll explain that. Yeah, that was fucking stupid. That was just talking in the group chat. It's like the best thing I've ever gotten out of this fucking thing was a ball hair trimmer and a bag of fucking meat sticks. And Dan just goes, and friendship. <laughs> Dan, I, I laugh. Like, it's not that funny. It's but just it's so stupid. Like, and friendship. Of course. Of and, course. and friendship. <laughs> well, friendship's nice. Yeah, I guess, dude. Stupid. Oh, my God. But anyway, so, so album. Like, but anyway, Love Iron song. My favorite song. My, my favorite song by him it now is called Photosynthesis, and it's on this record. This record is is. I, I can't I, It's fucking great Frank Turner is amazing He fucking rules Literally like, And we've said it a thousand times It should be You know You watch A24 I listen to Frank Turner And watch And, and love Nicolas Cage And love Nicolas Cage <laughs> And when I tell you Like it's so amazing How over a 15 year Almost 20 year career At this point He stays true to himself Yeah I have time. to have admiration For that And you know it, Again like being He's a massive star In the UK And he rightfully should be Because it's, it's You know It's his home country And and to do a split with no effects, when yeah, yeah, that's not even remotely his demo now. Um, I have so much respect for this guy. Thirty years again, thirty years from now, everyone's gonna realize what a massive star this. Yeah, I, I could be. totally see that. You know what for I mean? Sure. So, but yeah, Love Iron Song. It's another Frank Turner record. Everything's fine. It's fucking great. Cool, Josh Gloria. All right, All right so Taylor, this is the song. You definitely know it. I definitely know it. Everybody knows this. Song. Yeah. Turn it off. Turn it off. I know it immediately. Well, let Josh I, tell his story. So. Think about it. This is one of the worst, <laughs> one of the worst like pop songs. Oh, it's so of all 80s. Time. And this song would play several times throughout the day on an in-store radio in a store in 2012. So this guy, Rich, one day he's just like, "Oh my god, I love this song." <laughs> And we're like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? And How he literally starts dancing around the fucking produce section singing, glory hole, glory hole, let's all go to the glory hole. <laughs> that's awesome. You know what? It is? Okay, turn it off now. I can't do it. Dude, it just made me. That's not as funny. That's fucking st- glory hole, glory hole. It's almost like Dan playing party all the time at Best Buy and me and you on a fucking pallet of printer paper in the middle Dancing. of the store. Well, it just made me think. We were having a conversation in the group chat about Christmas music a couple weeks ago, and I said that I, I truly I have a disdain for the traditional Christmas songs from working at a movie theater, working at ShopRite, and working at of Best course. Buy. And the one I hate the most is the simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I like it all, man. Um, I The one that I, I loved... And they played it at ShopRite was the He'll be coming down the chimney tonight I hate uh, the John Lennon War is oh, over I, I uh, hate that too X-mas Because it's like Alright you got a little bit of John Lennon But most of the song is fucking Yoko Ono shrieking <laughs> Yeah, what was, um, what was that she was doing Adele Oh, oh, oh my god In the fucking art museum <laughs> When I think about that coming down yeah. the chimney tonight song is Yeah Lacey the, that's I, what Yoko I, I walked like. into our manager yeah. from ShopRite Ken As I was singing it in the warehouse Because yeah. he goes a hickory do And I'm going Hickory do, hickory <laughs> dock. Don't forget to suck in my cock. And as I'm walking around the corner, I walk right into Ken. He's like, "You gotta get the ciabatta bread." Because he, fucking, he had a stupid ciabatta bread. You know, this guy had a speech impediment. Oh my that god, was our he, manager once. Here we're going to talk like this. Like, you're going to 
Trevor family. Give he up. had like marbles in his mouth. Yeah. Marbles. And he would get on the fucking loudspeaker, come to our ShopRite bakery for a ciabatta bread. Fresh cotton. You didn't know what the fuck he, he was like. He, so he had the speech impediment to begin with, but when he talked into the phone, he put the phone right up on his mouth like this. So <laughs> It was to mask his speech impediment. He sounded like one of the Peanuts' parents. That's what he sounded like. Like He would do He would do a fucking five-minute promo over the microphone, and all I'd hear is ciabatta bread. Attention, attention. We have a special on ciabatta bread. That's literally But it was He sounds like... Please, come to a burger for our fries, make ciabatta bread. Why does it... That's what it was like, dude. And we would get... We would. There was this guy we worked with, Larry. And the trigger man is one of you. He's one of you. Um, he would. Well, she's wondering why you would kill a man before I'm out of a plane. What's the next step in your master plan? Crashing this plane. <laughs> what a lovely voice. I think the best part about that is that it's Littlefinger. He said it. I little. know it is Littlefinger. Um, there was this guy we worked with at Shoprite who we've talked about with you. Uh, Larry was his name, and he worked. Thank you, Lacey. She's ow, attacking ow. my bad knee. Um, so he, Larry, was a, a um, what's the word? a joke. Who Larry, and, who Larry Castanova? Yeah, Larry Castanova. Yeah. Larrington. Norming. We would get on the, we would literally. Larrington? We yeah. would get Lord on the. Lord Larrington. We yeah. would, we would fucking, like, there'd be a mess that he has to clean up. And you just have to, you usually be like, uh, Larry and maintenance, please come to aisle seven with a mop. And literally one time, I remember this so vividly. I would, I would just hang out at the fucking, cause Josh worked at the courtesy counter uh-huh. and I was in produce. So I would just go up and talk to him for like two hours of my fucking shift. Like, oh, I got to put out more bananas. I'll be right back. So Work. literally the floral department's right next to the courtesy counter. And someone knocks over like a vase and it breaks and the water gets everywhere. And Larry is standing right there as it happens. <laughs> and I'm standing talking to Josh. And I look at Josh and I like I nod to him. And Josh gets on the microphone, the fucking loudspeaker. He goes, Larrington Normington Caster, please bring a mop to floral for a spill and glass. And Larry's standing right there. He's like, you know, I saw it happen, Josh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Larry sucks. Um, all right, Taylor, uh, we watched a really good movie this weekend. I'm so happy I watched that. So this is, this was the best part. So Josh, you still have to watch this fucking movie because it's so good. It's fucking so amazing. So I wake up at 6am on Saturday, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch Greenland because I got a really good copy of it on Plex. I'm like, I'm going to watch it. So Taylor like texts me back at like 7.15 in the group chat. He's like, you woke up at 7 to watch Greenland? I said, no. I woke up at 6 to watch Greenland. <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, what? That's better? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, you need to watch this movie. It is the best disaster movie I've seen in at least a decade. It's legit very it's, good. It's legit awesome. Like, the, the I, I'm not giving any spoilers away. The, the action's great. We kind of spoiled it for Josh. Yeah, we, we were, were kind of. And then we went to a, pro, a different chat where we talked about it. There were two parts that I laughed so hard at that you weren't supposed to laugh at. No, not at all. Um, there's really good violence in it. There's really good CGI. There's really good violence. I love good violence. It isn't necessary at all. It is a genuinely... I'm so happy to finally have a disaster movie that I can watch. put in that tier where I'm like, I will watch this any fucking time. Every, any day, any time, any place. It's, I love disaster movies like that where I'm like, I don't know what to watch. Oh, I'm going to watch Armageddon. Oh, I'm going to watch Twister. Oh, I, like, I'm going to watch Volcano. I'm going to watch Dante's Peak. I'm going to watch Deep Impact. Watch, and then, but then sometimes you're in the mood for a really bad one, so you watch Geostorm. I... 
Or, I'm never in the mood for Geostorm. Or what was that one you and I watched? That was a that was an HBO movie. That was Into the Storm. Or Into something. the Storm was horrible, Awful. dude. The best part of that is when the, is when the tornado lights on fire and then it ca- it grabs the guy and the guy is on the outside of the tornado on fire. Just I was up. so excited for that because there hasn't been a good tornado movie in years. The last good use of a tornado in a movie was in the day after tomorrow yeah, when it hits nice. downtown LA. That was cool. But outside that, Greenland fucking ruled. Greenland I didn't hate good. Gerard Butler. Um, the, the, the way it builds up and like when the, the first big thing happens was a perfect build up to anticipation and anxiety. And then when it all starts breaking down is really cool. It was just very, very good use across the board of everything. By regular movie standards, that's what I said, by regular movie standards, slightly below average. Slightly. By disaster movie standards, way above average. It's very good. It's better than San Andreas was. And I like San Andreas. I like San Andreas a lot. I like San Andreas a lot. It was way better than San Andreas. I agree. Um, but an awesome movie. I actually watched a lot this week. Um, I watched, uh, I had to, for the landlord being her birthday, you know, it was the weekend, whatever. Um, she's actually coming out if you want to give her her birthday card, yes, too. I, I had to watch that. I'll wait for her to leave. And then, um, should we all sing happy birthday to her? Yes. We'll do it really fast. Ready? Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, dear landlord. Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. I got you a birthday card. I can't believe we got it in unison. Yeah, we did. That was literally like a like that, a like a was, spot decision. That was beautiful. No, uh, he got you a birthday card. Yeah, I did. You want to open it right here? Or you want to open it inside? I'll open it here. Well, all right. That's it. All right, landlord. Landlord. <laughs> that's what it says on the front. Yeah. Landlord. Landlord. Yeah, that was a really good happy birthday rendition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why did you get me something? Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. You said we're <laughs> down. Tow down. You're in loser. You're and loser. You're and loser. So the original plan was to get you a, a fucking padlock and put it in a sock you could beat him with. It. <laughs> I was gonna get I you. Have a, other stuff to beat I was him. gonna get you a back brace because you're carrying this relationship. Oh damn! <laughs> God damn! You're a teacher. And, you're. Uh, and like this a is nicer. Yeah. Uh, Starbucks. Rules. Sure. There you go. Thank you, Taylor. That no was very sweet. Happy What'd you birthday. get me, fuckhead? I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I said I knew that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> fuckhead. Thanks for making me look bad, dude. <laughs> he could have signed your name. <laughs> yeah, right? What the fuck, man? Josh sucks. <laughs> Don't get mad at me for your shortcomings, dick. <laughs> yeah, dick. <laughs> that, that was funny. Bye, landlord. Bye, that I gotta say, I'm Bye, very, I'm, I'm very proud of our uh, happy birthday rendition. I, uh, I can't believe it. Was, so it, it was off the rails, then it was back on. I was the rails. like, sing it really fast. Um, so like I was saying, um, I had to watch a movie with her that came out on Hulu with um with Aubrey Plaza, but the main star is Kristen Stewart. I saw and, that. It looks um, pretty good. Happiest season. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a gay movie. Um, uh, in the movie they're gay. Well, I was from what I from what Who's I was doing stunts for Little Richard in this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> I guess. Um, um, it w- I, okay, I didn't Don't talk shit about Little Richards. No, no. Um, so the movie, I thought I was going to hate it. I didn't love it, but I appreciated it. And I actually had a the one scene that I thought was really good involved uh, Dan Levy, for, uh, Eugene Levy's son from Schitt's Creek, um, who I don't love, but it was a very well done scene. It was a good Christmas movie, and I'm sure I'm going to get called a fucking social justice warrior for not hating a movie that involved a lesbian couple. Um, and I, I actually thought Kristen Stewart was really good, and I usually think she stinks. Well, f- so I've been watching a lot of Hulu because I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine again because you're watching. Yes. And uh, before, like every time, you, every, before every 
every episode they play a commercial and it's always that. And it looks yeah. cool. It's a good, it's it a was good trailer. A, it, I was okay, so the parts where the movie misses is on the typical slapstick like holiday movie stuff like, oh I'm I'm dangling from something and gonna fall and oh I fell over and, and the predicaments kind of oh, things. I fell over. That that's oh, <laughs> I fell over. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's where it doesn't work, but when it hits on like the the relationship aspect of it, I thought it was very, very well done. Um I watched a movie called um it's with uh with Ruth from Ozark, who's a uh, Julia Gardner, who's a great actress, and she's in this movie called The Assistant that was getting all kinds of hype. And she plays like a it's supposed to be like she's an assistant for like a Harvey Weinstein type, and she notices weird things happening. It was a really dull movie. She was great in it, and Tom from Succession was in it, and okay. he was really good. Just I it got so I was funny, I, I was watching it and I'm like a half hour in, I'm like, this isn't very good. And I'm like, I look at Rotten Tomatoes, the critics score 92%, the audience score 25%. Which is about as drastic a difference as you could have. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I watched. Uh, I'm, I'm deep into Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, I, the ep- I laughed so fucking hard at that Thanksgiving episode when Captain Holt is watching the like he's watching the dog show like it's Thanksgiving football and he's like all into it. And he's watching with fucking Rafi and the, you hear the TV. It's like you know, she has a bold personality. He goes bold personality. Ha! You know what that means? She's a bitch. Talk about the fucking dog, <laughs> dude. I fucking Holt kills me. It's a. I really, really do like the show. There's some parts where I'm just like, all right, that's not as funny. And then there's fucking skull, a Scully and fucking uh, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, Hitchcock and Hitchcock. Scully. Fucking they. <laughs> when the, the, the Thanksgiving episode, the same one was uh, where they're talking. What's it? Um, Boyle's gonna kill the turkey. Yeah. And they're like having a vote on if he's allowed to do it or not. And Hitchcock, Hitchcock goes, um, hey, you didn't ask us if we like turkey. I'm like we just assumed you do. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they say. Dude, th- there, there's one part. Like, there's sometimes Scully has such great one-liners. Oh, my God. Like, like there's one part. I can't remember what episode it was. Is Amy single? No. <laughs> yeah. No, there's one part where Jake comes flying in because they're working a case or something. He comes flying in. Guys, guys, I just found something. And Scully goes, oh, my God, you found my heart medication? Because my doctor <laughs> says if I if I miss one pill, I could die of a stroke very easily. No, no, Scully, not you. <laughs> and he Dude. just goes, oh, okay. Um, the other thing I watched, and I told you that you need to watch, Josh, on um, Disney Plus is the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh. Dude, It's no, it's awesome. Is it? It has so much fan service in there. The whole premise of it is it's the, the day of life or whatever, which I guess is the Star Wars sure. equivalent of it, and Rey is training Finn to be a Jedi. Right, but she's struggling at it. Is Finn actually force sensitive? Yeah, though? that's what's teased in the whole Rise of Skywalker. Wait, wait, wait. Is the Lego special canon? I don't know, but let me explain that, why. See, that's why. Let I me asked. explain is why it it's canon. Cool. Did you have you watched any of the Lego movies that have come out? They're really good. I've I've seen Lego Movie One and Movie Two. Dude, Lego it. Batman rules. Well, because the Lego uh, Batman movie fucking rules. It's Will Arnett is Batman. It's Will Arnett, and um, the Joker is uh, Zach Galifianakis. That's awesome. Um, so in this one, Ray is training Finn, but she's struggling, and then she reads the text that she has to go find. This like key that is like involved. They actually use it on the, on the rebels. It's like opens up portals of time, um, and so she goes and she goes through it, and she ends up in every Star Wars movie at different points. She ends up it during the pod racing. She ends up in uh, seeing Luke train on Dagobah with Yoda. Uh, they and then all the characters get brought in. Ha- Han Solo from Force Awakens ends up teaming up with Han Solo from A New Hope. Dude, I had so much fun with it. It was so fucking stupid and funny. Yeah. If you're a Star Wars fan, you have to watch it. it I was like actually very very entertained by it for being only forty minutes. Yeah, it was really good, well, and there were some teases about the terrible Christmas special, which 
Chewbacca's family. Well, see, that's what, I mean. I've been toying with watching watching Star Wars again, and I don't. I just for some reason like I just can't. You, pull the you trigger. need Mandalorian so bad. Yeah, you I, need I, it. I just I haven't seen any of this, dude. Season. It's this episode. It was like a samurai movie because they brought in Ahsoka Tano from the Clone Wars. See, I don't know it, what that is. So the Clone Wars series, Ahsoka Tano was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. It was who he trained. Okay. And Rosario Dawson's playing her. Um, it, dude, it's legit like bad. It was like Kill Bill, the fight scene. Right? Wouldn't you say that was a fair comparison? The fight scene she has with the lightsaber was like straight out of Kill Bill. Season two is taking it to a whole different level, and they're going in directions where I really don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, so, and outside of that, I don't think I really watch much anything else. How about you? I didn't really watch anything um i mean i started sopranos again but that oh, yeah. just goes without saying um and I, i've given up on shows like i've given up on uh, uh secession i've given up you on need to and commit I, again i just don't i just i don't know what it is dude like i again i've been over this a thousand times i'm just not a show guy really but you are you just you are not a binge guy you need to watch one episode yeah. a day or well, one every few days you so, can't do six in a row because then you get sick of it so i'm i'm the, the only show that's ever been that i've ever truly Binged, and it's the most unhealthy binge of my entire life. It's Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, the seasons one through six in a week. Yeah. That was rough, dude. Yeah. I think that you, if you actually do it the right way, watch one episode here, one episode a couple days later, there's a 0% chance you would not love Succession. Because season, season one's great. Season two makes it the best show on TV. Mm. And it is the best show on TV. Well, there's some really good ones, but Succession is so far ahead of everyone else. Well, the, yeah. worst, uh, the worst binge I ever did was I watched an entire season of 24 in a day. I was like... Did you watch 24 in 24? Yeah. Badass. I No, it sucked. Oh, did it? It sounds like it sucked. The worst binge I did was movies. I did in one one Friday, Saturday, I did all six Star Wars movies, the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. I did the Lord of the Rings Extended and the Godfather trilogy in one weekend. Jesus. That's a lot. That, well, that's I, a lot of movies. Well, see, yeah. <laughs> Like if you watch, like, I didn't I, sleep, dude. I've watched Lord of the Rings extended, but with cast commentary. That's how you know you need. You it. know what's crazy? For as much as I love like the filmmaking process, I don't love cast commentary. I've done it with a few movies. My favorite one I've done it on was Mad Max Fury Road because the making of that movie was fucking crazy. No, the cast commentary of Lord of the Rings is funny because it's Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan fucking with each other. By the way, the um, announcement today was that Peter Jackson's restoring them, remastering them in 4K because he's noticed some things on the 4K TVs like color issues, no, and there is lighting issues and things like that. So he is remastering. And the Hobbit movies for 4K. Well, I don't care about that part. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings I, I, part. I like the Hobbit. Um, Josh, did you watch anything this week besides How I Met Your Mother? Uh, no, still going on with that. <laughs> and I, I'm probably about 30, 35 hours into my Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla playthrough. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you love it again? I don't love it, but I. Um, you appreciate it. I So I was talking to Dan before you got here. Uh, the way I feel about it I is would it's hope. not... I just, just sitting here fucking silent. We just sit here and we yeah, just, just fucking jerked off. Yeah, just, uh, you know, thumbs up butts. Yeah. Each thumbs other's up. butts. Thumbs up each other's butts? We were doing a double Dutch rudder. <laughs> um, Did you guys yeah. talk? No. no. Uh, both of us are circumcised. Are you? I, I, I've seen both dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have. So. I, we, we know you have. So, anyway... Um, I was saying to Dan before, it's not a great Assassin's Creed game because it's not what makes an Assassin's Creed game. Correct. But if you look at it as like a medieval Viking game, it's actually really fucking good and very historically accurate, surprisingly. Yeah, but that's that's why I get annoyed because I play Assassin's Creed to play Assassin's Creed. And I understand... Oh, so it was too much of a deviation from what you expected. Well, my my biggest issue, and I know you, I, I know you love Assassin's Creed Odyssey, is that... I, I call it Ass Creed. I, Ass Creed. I, I like that they've gone to an RPG style. I, I think that was the natural maturation of 
these games eventually. Yeah. But because everything tries to be an RPG. Sure. Now. A sandbox at some point, you do whatever the fuck you want. Mm -hmm. But the the essence, this is me being cunty too in reality, is that like Assassin's Creed is meant you'd be a fucking assassin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I hate to be agreeing with Justin. You know how much it kills me that I agree with Justin with this. So what? It doesn't like, you don't do the stealth shit as much no, in this no, one? So it's the there, thing. but it's not, but it's not the same like, level so of the first there, three. There, the, the Assassin's Creed like core stuff is still there. There's still stealth. There's still hiding. There's still assassinations. But this is the thing. You are not an assassin. You don't even have an, a, a, an inkling to want to become one. Oh, They're in the game, and you're gotcha. affiliated with them. Yes. Gotcha. But you're not actually an assassin. Okay, yeah. so I understand. Like, like they teach you assassin techniques, but at your core, you're just a fucked up Viking. Okay, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. Uh, uh, there's actually a thing. I've like, played one since deep, three. How deep do you not go? Far. How deep do you go with the lore uh, of, of I, the whole story? I go pretty deep. So. Uh, I will say that there is a there's a reveal later in the game that is on par with the reveal that you were even though they fucking told everybody about it, which would have been an awesome gameplay moment because there's a reveal in the game, on par with the reveal that you're actually playing as a Templar in Assassin's Creed Rogue. Uh, yeah, well they did uh, they did that in Assassin's Creed Four as well. Yeah, when you were so, playing as a fucking guy or Assassin's Creed Three. I'm sorry. Three, yeah, so. You find out something, you know, she, still not an assassin or a Templar, but something that like really kind of blows your mind. Like, really? wow, they went here. Okay, okay. I guess because like, the, the, if you want me to spoil it for you, I will. Just spoil it. Okay, so it turns out at the end of the at the end of the uh, end of the movie at the towards the end of the game, you find out that Avor is actually an Isu. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Now I need to play it. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I, I, no. Now I don't need to play it. But like, oh my god, okay. I'm, I think it's cool that they went there. Because like yeah, because you don't know, and like you don't have the Isu powers, but you're descended from Isu. That actually, that, so that, the reason that, why she keeps seeing Odin throughout the game is correct. that she's a reincarnation of Odin. Fuck, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I, I mean, it's not like just go read the Wikipedia. It's not like I hate the story. It's just, it's the gameplay that annoys me. Doesn't doesn't that's click my for only you. Issue, because the story wise, it does it does say a lot because it does stay within the realm of what makes Assassin's Creed great. My, I, are you saying make Assassin's, Assassin's Creed great again? so fucking yes. cool. Like, I, once I really started doing Viking raids, Mask I was yeah. like, alright, this is really fucking cool. But my whole issue with the Assassin's Creed thing, and I still don't understand why they did it, is when they killed Miles so early on in the series. Because to me, Miles was the perfect protagonist that he was going to follow you through this entire thing because they built up his story that, you know, his father is now leading the, the Assassin's Order and shit like this. I'm really shit for Dan, and Dan doesn't give a fuck. No, I don't. You know what I'm saying? So, well, that's why, like, even when you were talking about it, I was like, I haven't played one since 3, so I'm just out on Assassin's Creed. I've thought about doing it, but I'm like, I've missed too much. I'm not doing it. It was enough for me to go back and play the fucking, uh... The uh, SEO collection? No, the fucking games I was just playing that I'm forgetting the name of, uh, the one that they're making the movie with Tom Holland. How am I fucking forgetting what, the name Spider -Man? of Spider-Man? No, the, the fucking... Oh, Uncharted. Uncharted. I went back and played four of those, and I love them. And, yeah, Uncharted is great. Yeah, and Uncharted's a blast. And then, and then Xbox tried to uh, get that back with the the new Tomb Raider series, and Uncharted is so much better. But I yeah, love Uncharted, Uncharted is great. Um, all right, they didn't even do that right. It was a timed exclusive. It showed up on PS5, yeah. like PS4, yeah. like six months later. Anyway, it was fucking stupid, dude. Yeah. I know those games are pretty good, though. I like those. What, the I, I'm games? sorry, the, yeah. the two the Lara Croft and PS1 was hotter. What were their in my mind, what, but in my mind, they're blocky tits. But think about you, listen. You guys are having a revisionist history. At that time. 
everyone was like, holy shit, Laura Croft is hot. They do a whole scene in fucking Grandma's Boy about it. Yes. He's jerking off to the action figure. There's like memes about it. Like, this was the hottest thing you ever played back in the day. We were all like, holy shit, look at those triangle titties. <laughs> Facts. Um, so we had two deaths in the uh, Hollywood t- this week, or Hollywood Entertainment World. Uh, the first one was David Prowse, who played Darth Vader in the suit. Famously not the voice, and he didn't find out until the premiere of A New Hope that they didn't use any of his vocal That's tracks. Awesome. Um, yeah, dude, imagine how pissed he was. And then Return of the Jedi comes, and they remove the mask of Vader, and they're like, we're going to use someone else. <laughs> like, dude, you I'd were... I'd be pissed, too. I would be... Dude, well, I, I think I'd be more pissed about the fact that I did... I recorded all these scenes of me talking, and then you get there, and it's maybe the greatest speaking voice in the history of fucking entertainment in James Earl Jones. I was going to say, so, like, if you think about... Like, if you think about it realistically, like, obviously at the time, it comes out, what, 1977? It comes out... Yeah, 78. Yeah, you know, you're fucking pissed off, right? If you think about it, you know, what, well, he, when did he die? What, last week? Yeah, like uh, Friday, Friday or Saturday, yeah. So what, so he died last week. You gotta realize the cultural impact that, that Darth Vader is is almost synonymous with evil. He's the Mount Rushmore of villains, doesn't, without question. Doesn't matter. People that don't know Star Wars you know, could, oh, yeah, you and could, I'm your father. You could talk to dummies on the street and you could just say, you know, you know, what, what are you, Darth Vader? And yeah, they, they know the reference. And then you, then you get real nerds that do the fucking, do yeah, the, the force choke and they, like, like, like fucking Channing Tatum in 22 Jump Street. Yeah. Like, what, what's the secret code? <laughs> Yep, exactly. So he died. Um, and then uh, in the wrestling world, uh, Pat Patterson died yesterday, um, which is a really interesting one because, you know, our generation knows Pat Patterson more as one of the Stooges, um, you know, for Vince McMahon during the Attitude Era. And Gerald Briscoe, too. And, and him and Gerald Briscoe, the two Stooges for the Authority. Yeah. Not the Authority. Yeah, they were corporation. the corporation. corporation. The Authority was the, more, the remake of that. Yeah. Not as good remake like all are. Um, the Corporation. He's one of the two Stooges, and he was great in that role. But he is, you know, everyone that's worked in WWE has said this since, and it's been a known thing that ne- right behind Vince McMahon, he might be the most influential person in that company's history. First ever Intercontinental Champion. He was a great wrestler, and he came up with the fucking Royal Rumble, dude. They said that he's the greatest finish maker in wrestling matches in history. Jericho posted something that was like, you know, he was the Yoda to my Luke Skywalker. I learned everything I know about who I am now from Pat Patterson. Um, he was also... Uh, there's there enough allegations there that he uh, was a little promiscuous with the boys um, about sure. trying to. Uh, apparently, some Hardy boys had some Pat Patterson dick to get their jobs. <laughs> uh, I I don't know how true that is. I don't want to sully the man, the good man's name, but um, you know he was you know he was one of the first gay guys that you know of in that a uh, um, really masculine industry. Sure. And he to, to see the admiration from across the board, you know, to this day he was still working with wrestlers up almost. Almost up until his death, um, you know he ruled. I love Pat Patterson. What did he die of? I don't know the exact. He was seventy nine, so he was older. Sure. I don't know exactly what it was. I loved him on that uh, thing the, the WWE Network did, Legends House. He was a fucking riot on that. Yeah, I, I never watched Legends. That House. was a lot of fun, dude. Him and me, dude, and so many of those guys that were on that are dead. Uh, Roddy Piper, Mean Gene, uh, oh, Howard mean Finkel. Gene. Howard yeah. Finkel just died. Oh, yeah, Pat sucks. Patterson. Uh, Roddy was Roddy Piper was so goddamn funny on that show because yeah. he was a crazy person. Of course, like he was fucking out of his mind, and he's one of my favorite action movies. Ever and they live, they live fucking rules on so many levels. Kick ass and chew bubble gum. So Saturday, Taylor, you and I watched the uh, the boxing extravaganza of uh, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Did you see the numbers it pulled? No, I don't. 
1.5 million pay-per-view buys. Oh, shit. 1.5 million pay-per-view buys, which is going to tell you guys something that uh, Jake Paul is as big a draw as Conor McGregor. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, so, Jake Paul, I, w- I was texting with Dan Boyle, and congrats to Dan Boyle. He's a new daddy this week. Yes. Um, so, shout out to my boy. Congrats. Um, he was texting me. Like, he was convinced that Nate Robinson was going to kill him, and I was like, no, dude. Like, Jake Paul can box. Like, yeah, he can. He, can. he trains seriously. He's a good athlete. Not great athlete, but he's an athlete. Um, and Nate Robinson's just an athlete. And I've, I said this to you guys. Basketball players are the worst fighters short of Meta World Peace. <laughs> like, they're, they're horrible fighters. You ever see basketball fights? They don't know how to throw punches. They're all fucking awkward. And Jake Paul, like, he, the second the fight started, like, this dude has no chance. He's just running right after him. And literally, he won three slam dunk contests, and all he's going to be remembered for is that knockout now. Yeah, big facts. Like, and I love that it was in Nick Colors. I was, love that. It was such a, it was such a, <laughs> such an embarrassing image. Oh my you know what I mean? god! But it's actually funny because apparently, I guess he's in a group chat with a bunch of people, and then whoever's in the group chat like posted about it. Like you know, he, he he took it like a champ. Like he was getting roasted in his group chat. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he like, he he wasn't you know it wasn't too much of a uh, joke about and it. So now then Jake Paul goes around calling everyone out. He did have one that made me laugh. Is um Jose Canseco challenge. Him to a fight on Twitter after. Oh now he used to um, date Jose Canseco's daughter. Bang will say. Sure. And uh, he replied to Jose Canseco, was like, "I'm used to smashing Canseco's." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, dude." I tell you what, man. The you know, the fucking Paul family are no joke. They're good at making money. Those. Two. Oh yeah. Listen, you can't deny it. I mean, they're massively influential to uh, you know a generation right beneath ours. Um, I mean, we watched. I didn't pay for that fucking piece of shit. There was no way I was paying fifty bucks for that. Um, you know, I thought Snoop was fun on commentary. <laughs> I loved Israel Adesanya on commentary. Yeah, he, he was. Cool. Fantastic, um, and the fights before that, the two guys, are, the two fights that were real boxers, were really good. And then the main event was uh, was interesting. Um, I enjoyed it. I was entertained by it. I wish Roy Jones took it a little more seriously and wasn't so fucking fat. Um, Tyson, I was happy for him. I love the fact that he was saying that he was high as shit during the fight. Really? Uh, not, not, yeah. He's like, oh, I smoked right before. He was high as fuck. He's like, I can't stop smoking. I never have. I never will. That's awesome. Um, you know, then they did. I, I watched it. It was like, oh, Tyson won every round except maybe the last one when Jones was just landing points. He was doing like Olympic boxing. Sure. And uh, they scored a draw because it wasn't the athletic commission scoring. It was a panel of WBC fighters, and they, they, it was a predetermined draw. I've seen enough pro wrestling in my life to know when something's a work like that. The fight itself wasn't a work, but I think they had an agreement. Like, let's not try to fucking kill each other. Tyson clocked him good a couple of times, and if he was really clocking him, I know they were wearing the heavier gloves. Roy Jones' chin has been gone for 12 years. He's yeah. been It's been gone. For, he never had a great chin. He was just so fast, you couldn't fucking hit him. My, Mike looked pretty good. I mean, the head He looked great considering. There. Hasn't fought in 12 years. Yeah, I mean, he, he looked all right. It's just, uh, I guess, sorry, fifteen years he hasn't fought. It was a long time, and the whole the whole thing that was uh, interesting to me was uh, was seeing fucking Mike do his crazy head movement because he's known for doing. That oh yeah, the bob and weave. And he was great at the bob and weave. And uh, and I even texted you. Uh, you know, it was like the last round, or it was actually after the first round. I texted you, I'm like, yo, like Roy Jones is done because when they go back to their corners, you know, Mike, you know, Mike is breathing heavy. How can? But Roy is Roy is legit wheezing. Uh, it, that pains me more than Tyson because the the I, I sent you a whole bunch of highlights of Roy Jones. He was so incredible, dude. Like the way he moved and made guys miss, and he fought with this like brash 
arrogance that, but he could back it up. But it was entertaining, and they might do it again. And I know Holyfield's campaigning for it, and that would be really interesting because Holyfield was a better boxer than Mike Tyson. You can argue all you, I will argue with anyone to the day that Mike Tyson is not a top five all time heavyweight, and I can make an argument he's not even top ten. I I don't know enough <laughs> about the heavyweight division in boxing to even debate that. But I mean, just from hearing what other people have to say. Uh, you know, other people within the boxing community is that the reason why Tyson is so revered is because he was so unstoppable for so. Oh yeah, yeah. He, time. He, I mean, he was the heavyweight champ at what twenty two years old, youngest heavyweight champ of he, all time. He had the fucking he had the world by the balls when he was so young. People stopped buying his fights because he was knocking the guys out in one round. They're like, we're not paying at the time thirty bucks for this. So, so that's that's what my father said. My father's not a sports guy at all. He can give a shit. He only gave a shit when I played. But he always liked boxing. Like, like he always went to boxing fights. Like, he's sure, been, he's been to two Floyd Mayweather <laughs> fights, and he said they were boring. I go, I know, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, so the whole thing was like when I I texted him, because there are times he'll set like he'll he'll be watching TV. He's like one of the few people. He's a boomer, so like he watches like actual live TV, and he goes channel fifty two, and I go. Well, what is it? And he goes, "Oh, uh, throw in Manila's on or something like that." Oh, you know nice, I mean? so nice. He always finds the fights near, like he genuinely loves watching. Yeah, ESPN stuff. Classic plays those a lot. And when when I told him when I when I showed him the fight, he goes, "These guys are fucking pussies." I go, "Dad, <laughs> you know you just said that too." He goes, "No, no, no, it's fine. Like they're not going to hear me say that, but like." Like, I would step in the ring with that for with, how much money they would get paid. Oh, dude, I would get my fucking clock clean for fucking $3 million. Listen, Fuck listen, it. I have no problem being on being on the on end of a high level. Posterize okay. me. Fuck it. I don't care. I have no problem. Fill me up with cream. Doesn't no, matter. No. Throw me in the trash. All right, Danny. Danny DeVito <laughs> with the cream pies. <laughs> yeah, cream pies. Um, what, So with Tyson, you know, like I said, people stop buying his fights because of that. So well, when I mean, he finally... He would kill people in like round one and, or two. And the truth of the matter... Was, what is it? Fifteen round fights at the time for yeah, the heavyweight yeah. title. Like that's, it, that's a long time. This is the thing. You know, I will say I don't think he's a top five all time heavyweight. For me, he's like nine or ten. Um, but I can make a very. If you told me that he wasn't nine or ten, I can't argue with it because there's guys that are right there with him. Uh, he didn't really. He fought a couple really good guys. But I think he's the only heavyweight in the Hall of Fame that has no more than two wins against fellow Hall of Famers. Right. And that says a lot about the competition. But what happened was so when he fought Buster Douglas. It was in Japan, right? And he, Buster Douglas was a 32 to 1 underdog. And no one really bought the fight because it was like, he's going to kill this guy. This guy's a bum. He's a journeyman. And then, you know, sure enough, he shocks the world. The biggest upset in boxing history. And people bought the replay of it. Right. Because they're like, this guy lost. And once the ty- the aura of Tyson was broken, it was never the same. Right. Um, it was kind of like when Ronda Rousey got knocked out by Holly Holm. The it's, aura was, people were losing to Ronda before fights started. People were losing fights to Tyson before fights well, started. That, that's Again, it's virtually a mirror image because, again, Ronda was this unstoppable force. Dominant, just braining and, people. But you got to look at, again, look at the competition. Not Listen, not saying anything about Katzengano, Misha Tate. They are phenomenal fighters. They just weren't to Ronda's. Yeah, sure. They weren't to Ronda's pedigree. It's the same. Same thing again. I don't know the, most of the fighters that Tyson fight outside of Buster Douglas to be very on and Evander Holyfield, but Lennox he Lewis, well Lennox Lewis and shit like that. And like I, and exactly like you said, once the aura went away, and I think that's why people are still so captivated by Tyson because Tyson went. He's he, an he, enigma. He, he and went, he's a transitional star. He's had more life experiences than most. Oh people my God. Would hope to get in a and lifetime. blown more money than most people will in a lifetime. I think. 
his total earnings was over $685 million. Yeah, in his career, and he was know. broke 15 years ago. But the other thing that I, I texted you about, I think it was going into, what was it, eight rounds? Is the eighth Yeah, it was round? eighth round. Eighth round, you know, it was clear that Tyson was winning the fight, and even though it wasn't Oh, he was peppering Roy with body shots. He was kicking his ass, you know, Roy was tying him up the whole time, but I think something that was really cool, because we talked about it in, in, uh, in the chat, was like, you know, I liked what Tyson's corner said. It goes, Cuz is smiling right now. His, yeah, Cuz the motto. motto, yeah. yeah his he was, original. you know, that's the other thing that I think is a big part of the, like the allure of Tyson is he was never the same after Cuss died. Right. And the the big question is how great would he have been if Cuss didn't die? And uh, you know that was the guy that was when he really went off the rails. You know after he lost to Buster Douglas, he went to prison for two and a half years, comes back and he's knocking people out again. And then the Holyfield fights happen. And whole you know people slept on Holy Holyfield was an incredible boxer. He's a top ten all time heavyweight without question. Lennox Lewis top ten heavyweight all time without question. And you know there's guys like more recently that I think would have beaten Prime Tyson, like Vladimir Klitschko. Klitschko wasn't near the spectacle that Mike Tyson was. He's one, made well, Klitschko was huge overseas. He was he, he was huge overseas, but he was he was a huge individual, and he was a great technical boxer. And his brother Vitali was a great boxer too. In fact, he was beating Lennox Lewis when they fought. Amazing heavyweight fight. He was beating Lennox Lewis, and he would have won the fight, but he got a cut over his eye that stopped it. Yeah. And Lennox Lewis retired after. Well, I was gonna say. So I remember I said a long time ago, a couple years ago, that uh, boxing was. It is a long time ago. That uh, that boxing was dead. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know I caught some flack for it from you, rightfully yeah. so. And then I I do. Uh, watching a couple different fights, like the the my favorite boxing fight I've seen recently. Everyone will say you know Tyson Wilder two. I think Tyson, Tyson Wilder Sh- Wilder yeah. Tyson Wilder one is far. Obviously, it it's went, a much more entertaining fight. Well, obviously, I mean it went the distance, and I think it was a bullshit decision between you and me. Yeah, but. Like I, I really started really enjoying boxing when I saw Triple G Canelo. That's a great when, one. When Triple G got fucking robbed. To yeah, be honest yeah, with you. he did. And uh, I, I, like, and then I watched like Ruiz and Joshua fight over and over again because I just there's a great that. fight this weekend. Rawl Spence Jr. and Danny Sw- uh, Danny Garcia. I, I said his full name. It's a great fight. Yeah, I like. I'll, it's it's fun and also just because you know in this pandemic bullshit that we're still it's involved sports. In. One, it's sports and it's you don't need a crowd. For those types of Not for fights. I think it enhances it because you're hearing everything. Yeah. And it's the most primal, instinctual thing you have. You know, uh, to me, the, the to this day, the greatest boxing match of all time is Gotti Ward. Arturo Gotti and Mickey Ward is the these sure. the, all of their fights. But the second one specifically is the greatest boxing match I've ever seen in my life. Without question. It's it's unbelievable. Like when Quaz watched the fighter, he was like, All right, I'm gonna go watch these fights. And he watched all of them. He's like, Holy shit. I'm like, Yeah, dude. Arturo Gotti, all time. I'm great boxer, Mickey Ward, maybe one of the toughest motherfuckers that ever boxed. Yeah. Just sensational stuff. Um, Taylor, there's some weird shit happening in the world. Again? Monoliths. Let's talk about the monoliths, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. They're All coming. right, so another one appeared today. Where? In California on top of a mountain. So the first one was in Utah. Um, second I, one was in Romania. In Roma- so the one in Utah disappears, and then like a day later, the one in Romania appears. Then that disappears. And then this morning, I wake up, and I'm like, the first thing I see is monolith. I'm like, yes. Oh, fuck yeah, another one. I'm so fucking in on this. So now I, I have a little bit of a, a refute point, uh, I, and I don't know how true this is on the Utah one, because I was reading through a Reddit thread about it and it's someone went back on like Google images via the Wayback Machine or Google Satellite on the Wayback Machine and found that that monolith was there going back to 2015 and someone dismantled the one that's in Utah and took it away and now he had to issue an apology because he was like he, he just thought it was trash whatever what do you think it is Taylor 
Oh, it's aliens. Josh, what do you think it is? Yeah, it's probably aliens. It's a thousand percent aliens. You know what I think it is? What? I think it's going to end up being like a reveal for hype for some fucking movie. Well, okay, so <laughs> or a video game or something. So it, this is this is me being this is me being. I want human. it to be aliens. This is me wanting it to be aliens, knowing full well it's not. You yeah, know what I'm saying if it's aliens, some bad shit's about to happen. Well, I, I really, if you're gonna take out California, go for it. But leave Utah alone. I love it. Well, like I really, again, I even said it to you guys before. I'm like, it's either aliens or it's a very good prank. Yeah, or it's a big marketing campaign. It could be. I too. mean, I mean, everybody talks about when it. you go back and you look at like alien pranks through the years. The most famous ones are the crop circles. Circles, right? Yes. Even signs plays into it in the movie is that, you know, that guys can do this, yada, yada. But it has happened historically that people pranked and made crop circles. So this one is a little weirder. And the first thing I, I said to you was like, dude, this is in 2001, a space odyssey, like an almost identical monolith yeah. in an identical spot. And in 2001, it was implying that aliens were the creator of humanity. So I'm like, now they're kind of, maybe now they're like, all right, you guys fucked up. Like, you guys, you guys ruined it. You ruined everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, it's a sequel to 2001, just called 2002. 2002. There, there actually is a sequel to 2001. No, there isn't. There is a sequel to what? 2001. I believe it's actually called 2002. And it, it's, it's, it sounds almost as bad as okay. Titanic 2. Oh, Titanic 2 ruled, first of all. Stop it. Um, let me say this. The 2001 sequel, it is called 2002. Um... Uh, two thousand. No, it's called 2010, The Year We Make Contact. It's actually not bad. Okay. It's not Kubrick's masterpiece, but it was actually a pretty damn good sequel, all things considered. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm truly fascinated by this monolith thing because... I, I want to know I, if it's a prank. I just want to know if it's a prank. If it's real, I just want to know if it's real. If it's a marketing campaign, I'll fucking see your movie in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. If it's your video game, I'll play your fucking video game. I, I don't care what it's for. I think it's it's again. It's just part of the uncertainty of not. Yeah, knowing exactly it's fucking what it weird. Is. So like, it, it's, it's like when the UFO shit happens. No one knows what it actually is. So speculation runs wild. Right. You know, people. You know, imagination runs wild, brother. And you know, they they want things to be real that are clearly not there. Like like my biggest thing as far as like listen everybody knows I, I'm a firm believer that thousand percent that these motherfuckers up there are gonna come down and smite us at some point. Yeah, as, as they should. I know, as they, yeah. <laughs> like, like if they look at the earth and they're looking at us right now, like, if you're looking at a sandwich and there's a piece of mold on it, or like, yeah, the, sure. hot dog, like the hot dog bun that I ate with mold on oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was mold, aliens. The mold is, yeah, the mold is aliens. No, the mold is humans. Sure. On, on this planet. We are a mold. Facts. You know, well, we, we are, we are factually a virus. You, here, so here's the thing that I think when it comes to that, because I've heard people make the argument, like, you know, if there's life out there, why would they want to come here and harm us? And my first thought is, okay. Why not? Because they're bored? Well, let me let me elaborate here. Okay. So, as humans, you know, we always do these exploration things, because think about the, the bottom of the ocean. They, they, they said we only explored, like, 13% of it, right? Of course. When we find a new species, what's the first fucking thing we do to it? Uh, we, we we take it and we study it and we kill it and we oh, fucking make okay. it. Okay, but at the bare minimum, we, we study it and run experiments on it, right? And then we eat it. And then mm, we say how great it delicious. is. And then we say, "What? Well, no, we have to protect." Oh the my oceans. God! There's only six of those left, and we ate four. Yeah, I know. Um, so, but the first thing we do as humans is study it, capture it, experiment on it, right? Why the fuck would another? Okay, if a, if a fucking alien species that has the technology and the intelligence to get to Earth, they wouldn't be coming here unless they needed something. And I don't think it's going to be like, "Hey, can you help update my iOS?" Yeah, fuck like, you. Like, like they're they're not they're going to need here for research. Sources, whether it's you know it's water, it's oxygen, or it's humans, whatever it is, the, the, uh, the there is also the argument. And I'll play devil's advocate here: is that they are such an advanced species that has attained uh, such a, a level of intelligence 
that they're self-sustaining, that they want to study more, and they're saying, you know, we can help you get beyond your petty differences and things like that. There has to be a level of that because if you're that intelligent, there is the argument that you lose the um, the the moral part of you that can make you do evil. Yeah, but it would also make you lose the moral part that would understand good and have empathy and things like that. Like not understand, like almost like Abed. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I was listening. I, I listened to uh, uh, what the fuck's his name, Bob, the Bob Lazar podcast. Yeah, Jerry again, and. Rogan makes a very good point because this is like basic human evolution 101 is that you could see like from the early stages of like, you know, uh, Ethiopithecus uh, from the early Homo sapiens is that <laughs> we have come from, you know, like there's less hair on our bodies now. That's a lot to me. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying like, like there's like there's less hair on our bodies yeah, now. Of course. We're not nearly as Big. built and strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we as a species are majority really just scrawny outside of a couple superhumans that play for yeah. millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And, you know, the next step in our evolution is that our bigger brains, and then, we're, you know, we're not going to need dicks and vaginas to fucking, <laughs> to, to, to procreate. I we're not going to need any of these things. things. We're going to be, fu- it's going to be like a version of Wally minus the really fucking fat people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they said, basically, well, the think- next step in human evolution is us basically becoming aliens. And I've also heard is that, like, you know, when you see the Commander Fravor videotape from the U.S. Air yeah, Force, yeah. is that it's us traveling in time trying to see well that was the next thing i was going to go to because i i've become more and more open and believing the um the the idea of time being you know relative and things happening some so i I, you you know me well enough that i've had some weird like um esp moments where i've I've felt things and i've dreamt things that have actually happened eventually right so over the, I've had, I think everyone's had those things where they have a dream, right? And then months down the road, the dream that you had happens, right? Or you remember it happening. Happens to everyone like once every couple of years, right? Where you're like, holy shit. This has happened to me like six times in the last three months where something that I dreamt happened to the point... Can you give an example? Okay, or? so um, the job I have now, I told you that I had interviewed with them about a year and a half ago. I remember. I yeah. thought I was going to get it. They decided not to fill the position. So when I had done the interview and I thought I was getting it, I had a dream that night about working in a specific office and doing like a Zoom call with specific people. Now, they say you can't dream faces you haven't seen, right? Yes. It's not possible. So when I was doing one of my Zoom conferences with the office, um, last week, I was like, holy shit, I dreamt this. And the exact people that are in it, down to the fucking clothes I was wearing. And this was over a year and a half ago where I was just kind of like, and it kind of hits me like this weird feeling out-of-body experience. And as it's happened, like I said, it's happened quite a bit over the last few months. I'm like, either I'm incredibly, have a type of psychic ability that I don't want to fuck with, or there is some kind of thing happening with time where it's happening simultaneously or I don't know. I, I'm way open to the idea that time is relative and that you can it's happening all at once in different realities. Well, time, to me, I, I agree with you with that because I've had an instance where, you know, I it's hard to, it's like hard to describe. Well, yeah, because I think I, I'm only remembering because it just happened, but I, I can give you three other examples recently to the point. Exact conversation I was having with the landlord two weeks ago, down to the words she was saying and the clothes she was wearing that I was like, in the middle of it, I was like, stop. Because I was kind of like, this is fucking weird. Like, I've had this conversation with you before. I, I've had, it's, it's mine, mine have been much more vague than yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've dreamt of scenarios, but it's been a very vague scenario. Like, sure. uh, like I'm in someone's house and I fall down the stairs. That's yeah. happened. You know what I'm That saying? happens to you a lot. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, it's really... I seeped it. I, a lot. And, uh... I've heard it more than I, seen it. I, I've, 
I've been I I've always been a proponent of that and like not to not to like you know cite a movie as a source in MLA format. But Interstellar, but like, yeah, inter like there's it's so much sci science yeah. behind it that it's hard to not look at it and say, hmm, maybe there's some validity there. Sure, there's some shit made up for the sake of cinema, but sure. you have to think about it that there's real science behind it. Yeah, you know, like I'm. Like, like I've had to me, I've had more paranormal experiences than I have had like ESP experiences. Yeah, sure, sure. Know? And I've said a couple of them on the show. I've had some um, of those too. Yeah. Like I said, I still think the I still think the weirdest one was you know like like my my shop is haunted and I was there one night on call yep. at like twelve o'clock at night and there's a boiler that's not hooked up to an oil burner, it's not hooked up electrically, it's not hooked up anywhere whatsoever, and it turned on because fucking Jack turned it on, my grandfather. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Chief. Like, and, like I still think the weirdest one, right? Because so. Uh, this guy who works with us, he's been with my family for over 40 years. He's known my grandfather, my great-grandfather. They're putting in a boiler in this big apartment complex. And it's this small hallway with like 15 boilers in it because it's to all these different apartments okay. or townhouses, I guess. And they're working in this. And some guy walks in. And some guy walks into this, uh, this hallway and says, excuse me, and walks to the back of the room and walks through a door. About 15 minutes later, you know, um, the, guy uh, the guy says to me, he's like... Who the fuck was that? And like, where did he go? Because in the back of the room, the door he went through is a broom closet. And this guy got up and said, excuse me, and walked through. And then the other guy who was working with us, his name is John. He starts screaming. He's, he's very broken English and Polish. He's like, oh, my God, dead, dead. Pray, pray. This Joe, this Joe. Ooh. They saw my great grandfather walk past them and say, "Excuse me." Verbatim said, "Excuse me," and he said they looked exactly like my grand, my great grandfather. Yeah, Joe. that's. And when I tell my father this, he looks at me and says, "You're full of shit." <laughs> and it's not. And, it, and it, listen, and it's not because my father doesn't. Genuinely I want I want me. an audio recording of your dad saying, "You're full of shit." Listen, that Josh could just drop. It's a very. It's it's a very mica thing. We're skeptic. We're, we're skeptical of everything. Yeah. We believe everybody's out to fucking get us. And usually uh, I am. It, right. Well, deservingly <laughs> so. With with my bad friend choices, as I've said. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Same. With Quaz. And, Quaz uh, is the worst. Yeah. But no, it, it's it's a very it's a very mica thing. Quaz we're is very, duty. We're very skeptical. But so when stuff like that that's outside of our understanding, understanding happens, and we can't explain it because it's not a known fact. Fuck you! It's bullshit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I and I think that's a lot. I'm not saying we're special in that no, regard, but no, that's a, no, it's, it's a I, very I, common I, thing. I get what you're saying, and generally, I I like to I like to err on the side of like anything okay, I can't like, anything like, like, like I, I thought that up anything I can't fully explain. God, I got it. Um, I I'm open to the idea that it could be something that I I may not agree with necessarily. Yeah. And you know, with this whole thing with the the monoliths, I want to believe it's aliens. I want to believe that, like, with the way this year has been, and it's kind of crazy. We only have four weeks left, and what has been the fucking craziest year of my life, uh, I, I of think, everyone's think, life, I everyone's think, life. I think collectively, anyone who's it's, alive at this point, outside of like infants, they don't know. Sure, they don't know. know. You know Fuck what I'm saying? Them, so like, idiots. Well, so like. Like you know, like you said, uh, uh, Ken just had a kid, right? Yeah. Literally December second or whatever. Yeah, he's a little moron. He just <laughs> that's a great name, by the way, Daisy. Yeah. I like that name. Oh, sure. Um, so I cannot wait for him to tell the story of the year she was born. Yeah, be like, dude, we like, were we were, like, we were quarantined and we boned. Like you don't <laughs> like, like like you don't understand like you don't even understand what like what the world was even like. You know what I'm saying? Like just again, maybe it's me just 
thinking <laughs> stupidly, but like passing down that information. What's I, what? I just thought I said we boned. I just thought about in Dirty Work when Norm and Artie realize they're brothers, and uh, the girl the, the girl that Norm's in love with is like, "Wait, you guys are brothers? How?" And Norm goes, "It's a long story." And Artie just goes, "My mom and his dad had sex." All right, it's a short story. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's you know if aliens are ever gonna come, it's it's now. I think there's just like if they're gonna like say like we gave you guys a chance, it, the Prometheus logic. They created humans in Prometheus, yeah. right? I want it to be like Mass Effect, kind of. Like, I, I like, kind of. Like or like they help us. I want it to be but, like Mars Attacks. But like, no. Wait, <laughs> well, and it's just Hillary Clinton. Well, listen, if it is Mars Attacks, we're all very lucky because Jim Brown is still alive. And true. And Jack Black, too. And Jack, Jack Black's been killing it on Twitter. He's, He's fucking good. making me laugh so hard. Uh, Taylor, let's let's change courses here. So uh, there was some history in college football this weekend. Um, Sarah Fuller, a soccer player for Vanderbilt's uh, f- women's team, was the place kicker for their football team. Uh, due to some players being on the COVID list, um, no, she only she didn't get a chance to kick a field goal because their offense is so fucking horrible. She had a kickoff. Uh, she won the uh, whatever conference they play in the FCS FCS Player of the Week. Did you see this? I know I, I know she she kicked. I didn't know she won a Player of the Week, and I don't think that, not the FCS. She probably played. I don't know what Vanderbilt is even in. Um, well, they're a terrible football program yes. anyway. Um, so you know, I saw it and I was like, oh, cool. I was like. I, I said, cool, and then I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what the Ben Shapiros and Steven Crowders of the world have to say about this. And, of course, all their articles were like, her horrible kickoff, and it was a fucking squib by design. It was only like a 30-yard kickoff. It was a squib by design, and that's how she did it, because there's videos of her doing kickoffs, bombing it fucking into the end zone. She's a fucking soccer player. Of course she can kick a fucking ball that's stationary. The reason why she didn't kick it is because the coach said not to. Yeah, exactly. So, and, I, don't and, know, I don't know about anyone else who's played a team sport, but if the coach tells you not to do something... Listen, unless it's really stupid. And, uh, unless, un- unless it's fucking Dan Quinn telling you to draw. Don't pick up the onside kick. Yeah, don't pick up the onside <laughs> kick. Don't <laughs> land on it. Literally, you do what your coach says. Yeah. And, and listen, she's new. It's the first time a woman's ever been in a, in a Division One college football game. It's a, it, the, Regardless of the fact that the kickoff might have been mediocre... It was, she didn't give up a touchdown. It was a historic moment. Yeah, and uh, the only thing, only big and issue I had with it, fucking cunts, man. The only issue I had with it was the the memes and the tweets that said herstory. I, I didn't like that pun, but whatever. Um, listen, that could be worse. I, it could no, it could absolutely be worse. I just don't like plays on words like that a lot of the times. But um, I I was like, oh cool. Like I mean, if listen, if a woman's ever going to play at the highest levels of football, it, it realistically it's a kicker and a punter, right? Like we can't unless it's like a freak that comes along and plays fucking wide receiver or tight end. You just got to be realistic about the fucking biology of it. But the idea of a a, a really good let let's say soccer player becoming a really good fo- the kicker. Who's to say she can't hit 40, 50 yard field goals? Holly Lloyd can. Yeah. And th- like, what's the fact that these guys are they're, like, they're, they were so happy that it was a short kickoff. And I love when Ben Shapiro try, tries talking about sports. Whenever he goes about the Colin Kaepernick stuff, he goes, he's so bad. He got, he got benched for Blaine Gabbert. Not what happened. Colin was recovering from an injury Facts. and Blaine started. And then Colin came in and he actually played pretty well that Colin season. He didn't have a bad he, season. Dude, on a terrible team, 17 touchdowns, four interceptions, 400 rushing yards, rushed for five on a bad team. Like, what else can you ask a guy to do that's playing on a horrific really San Francisco bad. 49ers team? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the bench for Blaine Gabbard, and all you have to know about him is he's a really bad quarterback. <laughs> uh, my wife's pussy's dry. Um, <laughs> it, it's just like any moment these, you know, now the big thing they're jumping on is the uh, Elliot Page stuff. I want to be respectful here um, about it because I've seen enough jokes here where people are like, Come, it, all right, it, it's easy fodder here. It's, it's not that funny. It's, you know, it, dude, like, like it, you've done it with everyone that's said 
announced her transgender. The room, how we wore out all those jokes when uh, Caitlyn Jenner announced that she was transgender. I, I have no problem with making jokes, but if if they're funny, yeah, it's, like, like being funny they're, they're about not, they're it. not funny. They're not creative. No, it's people posting shit memes. I've I don't want to say the joke, but I remember I sent you a shit a shit meme yeah. of a shit joke that wasn't really even that fucking funny. Yeah, and I remember like it's uh, that's what I get. That's what annoys me the most about shit like this because. I understand. Listen, people make fun of transgenders. I understand that the transgender community goes through a lot of, you know, turmoil and you know sure. trials and tribulations. Insanely high in, suicide rate in their own right. Right. Yeah, they have enough problems going on, dude. They think they're some. They they feel that there's someone else. Imagine living like that. And, I I can't. And it's and I I I don't want to sit here and say because a lot of people will say that gender dysphoria is a mental illness, and I don't agree with that whatsoever. I. I dis I agree with um, people, you know, suppressing it for so long because I understand what the, what the thought process must be, mm -hmm. but I disagree with how people handle certain situations. Well, like like uh, so, uh, let, me, let me take Elliot Page for example. As bad as I want to call her, El call him Ellen. Yeah, it's not because that's what that's what, it's just what I've known him as. Yeah, that's what he used. To I was be. just at her, and I'm listen, trying to be not, uh, uh, no, listen, no dead name. But 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 I, I need people to understand too. If we say Ellen Page, it's by accident also because. Yeah. Very recent, yeah. But like, and I have so much respect for my issue with anything. It doesn't have to be transgender. It has to political. It could be anything. If it's constantly thrown in my face and told I have to think a certain way, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the opposite, despite you for the sure. most part. And I, I, I listen. I understand that people have their own issues in their lives, and people want to go through these certain things. Yeah. Leave them to their own devices. But when it's thrown in my face and said you have to accept me. That's when I take issue because, quite frankly, it's a personal decision that's entirely on you, and you don't owe anybody a fucking explanation. Yeah. Now, in this particular circumstance, because you mentioned the high suicide rate and how pe uh, how gender dysphoria and people do mask these feelings and how they genuinely mm -hmm. feel about themselves yeah. due to outlash and shitty jokes, to be honest with you. Hazing and harassment, I, yeah. I, I think... Us as a population and as a community of just not even just like we this can person, be better. Person, we should take the time to sit and listen and have a conversation and understand what pe what 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 people are going through in general well, with anything across the board, yeah. but with this particular because it is such a sensitive fucking subject. I was talking to a friend of ours about it yesterday in a group chat, and one of the things he said we were talking about it. He said that like I don't get the transgender thing, and I said I don't think you're supposed to. You're not transgender. Like, Correct. I was like if the person is this is what's going to make them feel more comfortable in their skin and be happier and who cares it, it let them more power to them and it, as far than the the argument was it was in a group chat it was like well why is it all of a sudden this thing that's happening so often I was like it's not really something that's been happening so often it's something that people repressed for so long and now that it's becoming more of a socially acceptable thing people are more comfortable coming out even though it is still a very hard thing to do so I for me if I, I've I actually know someone um, one of my brother's friends Friends recently announced that um, he she was transitioning. So he he was a he, and now she's now he has been a she his whole her whole life. And I had a whole conversation with her about it. She uh, so she but the way I found out is I got a Facebook friend request from I recognize the last name and then the first name was a female play on the, the her her birth name. Okay. Um, and I messaged her. I was like, Hey, is this is this you? Like, I just want to make sure someone's not fucking with you. And then I had a whole conversation 
conversation with her about it, and it was really like enlightening, and it was a really good conversation. Uh, I I learned a lot from talking to her. I, I got a lot out of it, and I thought it was important to have that conversation because she was telling me she still hasn't told her parents, she still hasn't told her siblings, and she's like, that's why I had the two Facebook pages because I want to start living how I feel. And I said, great. I was like, I'm in full support of you. And, and I almost said, dude. And and you shouldn't, and you shouldn't feel obligated to explain how you feel to a lot of people and you also shouldn't feel bad about how you feel about no you shouldn't things. you shouldn't you know what i mean like it's the same thing i mean I, I again i don't know her directly but from listening to against me for so long and for respecting laura jane grace as long as i have um and and when he i think his name was max originally sure right? he was singing about Gender dysphoria and how we like. If I was a girl, my name would be Laura, and I would have long dark hair. Yeah. Or so this is a, so, a, a woman that's been living like that her whole life. Her whole, while went while she was the front person of a of the same band, you know what I mean? And yeah. Then to go through that transition, now she's even more badass for taking. It's the most punk rock thing I think. Can I've I get ever one of those hoodies? Uh, no. Please? No. Um, I think it's, to me, like, it's the, it's, it's the most punk rock thing you can do. It's the most anti-establishment yeah. thing you can do. Listen, and if that's live, truly who listen, you do are. do you. Do you, brother. If that's, if that's truly who you or are. Or sister. Please, live your best life. Hell yeah. I support you a thousand percent. And listen. And if someone gives you a fucking hard time, they don't know who I am. And Point listen, them out. I'm going to say it. Juno's a good movie. Juno is a good movie. Juno, it, it, it's it's going to be different now. Hard Candy. Oh my oh. God! You ever see Hard Candy? Yes, I've seen Hard. Oh jeez. Inception too. <laughs> Inception too. Yeah. But uh, all right. Before we get to our football picks, the last thing I have oh, here. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to go back, but like real quick, what we're what are we're you saying, transitioning? What we're saying is, congratulations to Elliot Page. Yeah. Props. And very uh, very proud of you. And and, and uh, I respect Netflix for going back on all the seasons of Umbrella Academy and, and changing. changing it. Which again, I think you'd love that show. Yes. Um, I dude, I, sure. you didn't even know Gerard Way wrote that, right? Nope. Yeah, dude, it's a comic, and now he's writing the show, too. Well, my whole thing is if Gerard Way's not in my chem, I usually don't pay attention. Well, um, I, I watch parts of it. Landlord fucking loves it. Yeah. It's I've, it's one of the most popular shows on Netflix. Um, all right, so before we get into our football picks, um, there was a big announcement today from Warner Brothers that Warner Brothers is going to be bringing their entire 2021 slate. Um, it's going to be in theaters, but it's also going to release on HBO Max simultaneously for 31 days after release. Um, I think this is the right decision right now. Um, short term. You know, for me, I look at the long term of it that the movie theater industry is fucked. And it was fucked regardless. This was just to me the nail in the coffin. And, you know, realistically, the movie theater industry was going to take a long time to bounce back from um, the COVID 19 pandemic, just like the concert industry is probably going to take even longer to bounce back. I, I, I won't see a show until probably 2023. Realistically, um, you know, you think about it, the movie theaters have been open. Um, you know, they limited capacity, you know, we're masks, whatever. That is much more feasible than going to an indoor concert, you know? So we're getting some big movies on streaming. And like I said, in the short term, I'm fucking cool with it. I'm cool with it. But I, there's some of them I will go to IMAX and see. I have to see Dune in IMAX. Yeah, there, there's certain movies, and Josh, you could argue all you want about your fucking TV. You're not a director. You're not a cinematographer. They don't make them for fucking the, the greatest fucking TVs. Literally, they don't. <laughs> like, No, it's the truth. Christopher no. Nolan wanted to come out in fucking IMAX because I'm he said, I filmed this to be seen like this. I'm just laughing because he did. He's literally said nothing, and you just attacked. No, because he's a cunt, and he's an he old didn't cunt. Say anything. But I could see his fucking smirky, fucking cunty face. That he's a better, better TV, motherfucker. Please <laughs> listen. It's the same aspect ratio. So, but like, the theater experience tell. is different. No, it's fucking not. Yes, it, it sucks. It does. Listen, it can. I'm not arguing that it can. The kind suck. of movies I see, it sucks. Yeah, you see Fast and Furious. 
Yeah, so, so. That, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, dude, you, you, could, you, you could watch those on tube TVs and they're still garbage. Uh. Okay? Listen, they make movies for specific reasons. I can't imagine a world where I didn't see Lord of the Rings in the fucking theater in fucking IMAX. I can't imagine, like you said before, Taylor, imagine seeing Interstellar on TV and not in the fucking theater with the fucking building shaking. That was and wild. certain theater experiences, when you're in a theater for a good comedy and you're laughing with fucking everyone as a horror fan. When you get, the, I couldn't imagine seeing Hereditary not in the theater with Justin and Greg and the people around us oh. for the fucking reactions. I remember seeing signs in the theater and the whole crowd freaking out at the scene, walking away. Remove the theater experience, and the movie is different. There's certain movies, fine. Well, I'll watch a comedy at home any day. I love the theater experience still, but there's certain movies like a Dune, like Matrix, that will be a better well, theater experience. I mean, like, uh, like especially other- if they film on film and not digital. I'm sorry, it's a different fucking movie when they film like Christopher Nolan. And makes it on film. He doesn't film in digital. If I, it's different. If I didn't see the lighthouse in theaters, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much as I did. Sure, I I, I agree completely. If with I that. saw that at home, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" You know like, what I mean? Dude, like, I don't like a Martin Scorsese movie. If I see it at home for the first time, fine. But, okay, That's so fine. So let me do the opposite of that. Mm. If I saw The Irishman. In a theater, I'd want to kill myself. There's no way I'd be able to sit through that entire fucking movie in the theater. No way. I would be pissed off. I don't know why. <laughs> I want to sit well, in the theater well, for three well, and a half hours. I don't because, like, because more and more I think about The Irishman. I'm glad I watched it home. I could pause it because it was fucking exhausting at that part. It's very long. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, if I had to sit there for three and a half hours in a fucking theater, like Lord of the Rings, I no, I you, <laughs> didn't, you didn't sit through the. They didn't do the extended. They didn't do a theatrical. They were still movies. three hour movies in the theater. Two hours twenty five minutes. No, though. that's not true at two all. Two hours and twenty five. That's minutes. not true two at hours all. And minutes. Is it two hours and twenty five minutes? Two hours no. and twenty five minutes. Really? Don't, yeah. don't fucking test me on that. Hold on. I, over I, a I times. just want to see what the run times were. Over a thousand times. Let's see. I've so seen, I've seen all three of them over a thousand times. All three movies extended are over four hours, and the theatrical releases are no. Two and a half hours. Okay, here you go. Or Fellowship of the Ring. Three hours forty eight minutes on the original edition. No bullshit. I, no shot. No shot. No shot. No shot. No way. Theatrical release. Two no two way. towers. Two. T- let's see. Um, no okay. No, so so sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Um, let's see. Original. Josh, you have the computer. The original theatrical release of the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, is easy two and a half hours. Theatrical runtime is. Let's see. Where can you find the fucking? Well, because it's it's so it is such a it's a very unique question, because three hours and forty eight minutes is the extended edition. Yeah. Because you get the silly scenes with Boromir. The, theatri- the theatrical trilogy lasts in total 558 minutes. This is the best rel- data I can find. So 558 divided, divided by, by 60. That's 9.3 hours divided by three movies. It's 3.1 hours per movie. But Return of the King is- was about three, almost three and a half hours theatrically. Yes, three and a half so hours. So it's a two and a half, two and a half, three. I feel like they were longer than two and a half, though, in no, the, the original well, ones. No, and I'll tell you because I've watched this. I have right, the, the, the original theatrical cut of The Fellowship of the Ring uh, runs 178 minutes. Which is that's close. two hours and 40 minutes? Yeah. Two hours and 40 minutes, and what's two towers? Uh, hold on. I saw all those in the theaters at least three times. I saw Fellowship three, Two Towers five, and Return four. I seen them. I, I only saw them once in the theater. I was still a kid, and I, you know what I mean. So I was going with my grandfather a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I went with Chief to all three of those movies. So that's. I mean, on top of them being my favorite movies of all time. So there's that. Um, I'm actually. I'm listening to them. I'm listening to the audiobooks of the original nice, books. And nice. I'm, I'm really I haven't read those in fucking years. It's. 
It's hard. I'd read The Hobbit again because it's like 260 pages. Yeah, you can fight through The Hobbit. It's easy, easy. But not, well, because the, so I'm like halfway through the first book. And what's crazy is like the best parts of the book, the, like you just can't have in the movie because you can't. Of course. You, you, the you, Wives, you can't well, have that shit. The Ant Wives, you can't explain Tom Bombadil. No. And Tom Bombadil to me is the best character outside of Samwise Gamgee the, 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 the entire trilogy. We want to know what I, I hate. You didn't get all the, um, the post. Uh, Two Towers, uh, Grey Worm, uh, Grey Wood, Worm Tongue, um, all, all this, and, and um, what Worm Tongue, Wor the guy that, oh yeah, Brad Durf, you, you, right. yeah, Brad Durf. You couldn't get all the stuff with him, and that you had some of it in the extended, yes, but not the extent of the book. No, well, that's the, again, that's the other thing too. I mean, if you read the books, Aragorn is a cocksucker in the first yeah. book. He's a real dick. Yeah. And then it, he doesn't become Aragorn until this... Until Correct. Long after the Council Ranger. of Elrond. I, I, listen, I've never sounded more like a nerd, but like after the Council of Elrond and when he goes to Amon Sul and all that shit like that is when shit finally goes, alright, I'm the king, I have to reunite the uh, I have to reunite the, the kingdom of Gondor and I have to form an alliance with Rohan, reestablish the kingdom of Arnor to the north. I sound like fucking Stephen Colbert. Yeah. All right, let's get into week 13 of the NFL season. But before we do that, Taylor, your team had a wonderful week. Um, so Taylor, as we know, is a Denver Broncos fan. And um, they they played without a quarterback this week. They didn't really play without a quarterback, but they played without a quarterback. Um, all right, so... Uh, we've seen all the reshuffling happening with COVID. Uh, most famously right now. First, it was most famously the Tennessee Titans took off for... They didn't practice for like 20 days. Yeah. Uh, got two weeks off. And, and then, then they fucking annihilated the Bills. Yes. Um, on a Tuesday night. Yes. And um, now the Ravens had COVID and they got moved first to uh, from Thanksgiving to Sunday, from Sunday to Monday, from Monday to Tuesday to Tuesday to Wednesday night football. Uh, I've been waiting all day for Wednesday afternoon. Um, yes. And the Broncos had a situation where one of their quarterbacks tested positive for COVID-19. Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll tested positive. And then it comes out that um, their other quarterbacks, Blake Bortles, Bortles, Jeff Rippon, and Drew Locke, had close contact without masks with Jeff Driscoll in the quarterback meeting room watching film. So because of that, they were placed on the COVID-19 reserve list until they produced five straight days of negative tests. So what the Broncos had to do was have a practice squad wide receiver, Kendall Hinton, no disrespect, um, who played quarterback in college, had to play quarterback for the Denver Broncos against one of the best defenses, maybe the best defense in the NFC, in the New Orleans Saints. Um, an unmitigated disaster on all fronts. I understand on paper the logic of why the NFL made the decision they did because the CBA said that there will not be adjustments to the schedule for competitive reasoning, but in a situation like this, when there's playoff seating at risk, the health of a player at risk, um, and you want to just have a competitive, you know, there, there has to be a level of competitive integrity and not having an actual quarterback play completely takes away that from the whole situation. NFL don't care. Yeah, and I, I don't think they were necessary. I, I didn't agree with you on the front that um they made special exceptions for the Ravens. They did. Um, and I, I don't think they were. I think they were different situations. I think that they made special exceptions because they were dealing with some. There was an actual outbreak on the Ravens, and they should have been pun. They should be punished entirely further than they've been this far, and I believe they will. But it wasn't. They they aren't. They're apples and oranges. They you can't compare the situations. But in this situation, the league should have looked at what was happening in Denver and say, all right, we have to make a competitive exception here because we're about to field a product that hasn't been seen in the NFL since 1942. But 
They didn't because the NFL are cunts and all they care about is money grabbing horse. Of course. So the Steelers and the Ravens make more money. I understand from a business perspective. From a well, business I don't think that game was making money anyway. I'm not talking about the game. I'm talking about both teams <coughs> in general. Merch sales doesn't matter. Both teams sell much more than, than, than outside of Colorado. Denver doesn't really sell all that. No, well. they don't. So not nationally. Especially well, team. especially when you have a storied franchise like Pittsburgh and you have Baltimore, who is a much more current franchise, but have have, have been more. And you're playing the Saints that have been a very good team the last few years with, with the league MVP. It just it, it didn't make any sense. It's the NFL. Just showing uh, bias towards the better teams, the teams that sell See, more. I, I don't the agree team, there. No, they absolutely do. But, but, and I, but what on, were they supposed on, to do on. with the Ravens? What were they supposed to do? Next man up. Why can't Trace fucking McSorley play? Are we no, got to wait but, for Lamar but, Jackson but, the whole but, fucking no, no, time? But, no, it didn't have anything to do with Lamar Jackson. He still didn't play. He still yeah, didn't play on Tuesday, but still uh, Wednesday can, night. But, Jesus. but you still can't. Yeah, I don't even know when anymore. I know. I didn't even watch the game. I, do, I, I haven't watched a Monday night game, a Wednesday night game, a Tuesday night game, a Thursday night game. But, I don't watch but, these fucking games. It didn't, it didn't have any. It didn't have to do with the fact that Lamar Jackson couldn't play. It had to do with an actual outbreak that, that they were fearing that it would then spread to the Steelers. And then you so, got to change. Hold on. I think it should move the week so, eighteen. So wait a minute. So because of this Ravens coach, sure. Showed symptoms and then no, hit he tested them. positive. Yeah, he hit then, them, and then Correct. and then hit them right, and then he can, and then this outbreak ensues, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I understand you don't want to punish the players. I get it because they're completely innocent in this. Sure, right? It's 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 the negligence of a fucking piece of shit coach. Yeah. But when the NFL keeps a game from Thanksgiving to the first week of December, I think that there's a fucking problem there because you're clo- you're sh- you're clearly showing bias towards towards better teams. But- and I understand what I understand what that means, and I understand that that's a thing. But you have to take into consideration that when the fucking that when the Denver play- then when Denver played the Patriots, they moved that game. Yeah. New England, move that game. Pittsburgh, move that game. Baltimore, move that game. Denver, no quarterback on the roster that's eligible. Fuck you. Well, play. this was again, but there, there is, there is again. This is apples and oranges because you're talking about outbreaks versus one guy, and there are. I, I again, I think the Broncos so, got hosed hard. I think they got hosed hard. So, so you're making my point for me. One positive test. One positive Correct. test. Over a hundred, over a hundred negative tests mm-hmm. for Drew Locke. Over a hundred negative tests for Blake Bortles and for Brett yeah. Rippin. They, they, they've gone to the protocols and for the fact that the meeting that was taken uh, the meeting that was happening was off campus to ensure that there wasn't any additional outbreak. No, uh, his mom said the opposite. She said that they didn't want to do it off campus not to cause um, drama. Anyway, they, did, t- they got permission to do it at the team so, facility. Either way. That's why the team had the footage to send to the NFL. Either way, it's socially distanced. They're still doing their due diligence. So what if their fucking mask was down here? It's not that big of a fucking deal. Let's be real about uh, again, this for a I, fucking I agree, second. But, but I do think there is a big difference when there's an actual outbreak because then you take the risk of giving it to the other team. I understand, but then the but so then the NFL by association and their NFL protocols are in fact promoting an outbreak in order for you to move and postpone the game. Correct. And now I, on top of all that, I understand. I get it. It's over with. Quaz, fuck yourself. I don't care. I agree with that part. Here's my thing, right? And this goes. This is actually to me. Put my tinfoil hat on. It's a little deeper than we initially expected. From the articles I was reading a couple days ago, from everything I've been reading, the Denver Broncos ownership ownership situation, there's no way it didn't play a factor into the NFL's decision. Of course it didn't. So, here's the thing. Of course it did, rather. There are, there are no... There isn't a sole owner of the team right now. The team is being run by CEO President Joe Ellis and also a team of tr- uh, a board of trustees that were put in place by Pat Bowen to choose one of his choose a successor from one of his kids. All seven of them. Yeah. All seven of them suck. Actually, six of them suck. One of them kind of is okay. 
and she's and her name is Brittany Boland. She's the only one that actually works for the Broncos organization. Um, Pat Boland's son Johnny is a fucking stooge. He stinks. Beth stinks. I love the word stooge. It, yeah. It's fucking great. But like, so the NFL is kind of laying down the law that Denver needs a sole owner. Very, very soon. Yeah. Now, because the pandemic pushed the trial back of all the Bowen kids to, you know, go after the board of trustees and say that their fathers, uh, that their fathers wasn't in the right frame of mind when he put this board together, when he put the stipulations together, and they also said that the NFL is going to find the team tax fine, tax the team ten million dollars if there isn't a sole owner in place by. Uh, some some deadline, which I believe is the start of the next calendar season, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So. All this was was the NFL sending a message, two messages, and uh, you know, apply uh, uh, abide by our COVID protocols, which is fine. I yep. get it. I understand. We all agreed to these before the season started. One was Denver, get yourself an owner, or we're going to take care of this for you. Yeah, the league is it's, definitely within two years of taking control of the team. They're going to take care of the Washington football team situation first. So it's but the, but the, the only difference there is that Dan Snyder is the owner. You know what I'm saying? Correct. As far as being a negligent owner, yeah, sure, I get it. Well, the, the actually, there is a little bit of a gray area here because he has minority owners that he's refusing to pay, which is why the league is oh, going to step even, in. Okay, I didn't even know that. Yeah. But anyway, so the, what it really was was the NFL sending a message to Denver about the ownership situation, and now Beth Bowen, who also stinks, and she has a hyphenated last name because she's progressive, mm. is is literally saying she wants a uh, she wants a you know a flow of ownerships. Either it's an outside buyer or anything, or whether it's one of the kids take over. This whole mess has to come to an end because yeah. and in her statement she was right. Your team is going to be a disaster until it comes to an end. It, like I said, in her statement she said verbatim my father would not be accepting of this garbage. Yeah. And it really cuz forced listen, I I'm spoiled. I get it. I've seen three Super Bowls in my life. Mm -hmm. Four straight fourth straight season starting 3 and 6. It's absolutely unacceptable. And Pat Bowen is known to fire his friends and he's the only person He fired fucking Shanahan. And Mike and because Mike Shanahan didn't want to make a difference to his defense when Pat yep. Bowen wanted it to happen. Yep. And Pat has been known to put winning uh, winning teams on the field even after massive changes. I mean, listen, you lose Jake Cutler and you lose shit like this, fine. We got Jake, or maybe it's after the fact, but you bring in someone like a Jake Plummer. You know, you bring, you try you try so many different things. The Denver Broncos are um, an absolute disgrace of an organization at the moment, yeah. from top to bottom. And the only person that could fire John Elway without having any type of backlash was Pat Bowen. Is dead. Well, so, because I'm telling you right now, what if what if here, ride with me here? What if we got a hologram of him? Oh, that says you're fired. I would love that. <laughs> All I right. would love that. And by the way, Pat Bowen should have gotten in the Hall of Fame way before Jerry Jones did. Jerry Jones is a fucking cocksucker. All right. Um, all right. So last week in week 12, all of us went 11 and 5. So there was no change in the standings. Josh is still in first at 120, 55 and 1. Taylor and I tied at 118, 57 and 1. Josh. Your game on tonight? Uh, no, there's no Thursday night game. Um, because it was supposed to be the um, the Ravens and Cowboys. Yeah. So make, them, make them play. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> um, made Broncos play with no fucking quarterback. How about you make them play a day hey, in advance? Jerry Jones said that playing with fucking De um, Ben DiNucci was no different than what the Broncos had. Yeah, to Jerry do. Jones also said the uh, uh, the great trade robbery was his fucking idea. <laughs> Glory hole. I like when he says that. Um, so Josh, being that you're in first place, um, you're going to do the picks first. Uh, but the first one I've written down here is my team, so I'll just, I think we're all going to take the fucking Dolphins. Josh, anyway. you're going to pick first except for this game. Well, yeah, that's it. we always pick our own teams first. Um, but I, I think 
think we're all taking the Dolphins anyway. It's Bengals at Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins coming off the drubbing of the Jets, which I always fucking love. Um, it always makes me happy. Just like I'm sure when your team's good, you just love beating on the Chargers, the Raiders, the Chiefs. It's I nice to do. It. I don't see us being better than any three of those teams for a while. But I'm saying when you guys were good, you love beating up the teams you hate the most. Oh, especially shutting it's, that fucking piece of shit Philip Rivers it, it's, it's great. So the Dolphins are playing uh, the Bengals, who are reeling without Joe Burrow. They were kind of reeling with Joe Burrow, but there was some fight. Um, Dolphins 11.5 point favorites at home. Defense is playing great. Xavier Howard firmly in the defensive player of the year conversation. Um, Dolphins, everyone? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I figured. Um, Next game. Uh, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the New York Jets. The Raiders coming off maybe the worst defeat of the season to your Atlanta Falcons, Josh. That was bad. Um, that I was, low-key loved it. I loved every I, second. I fucking loved it because the Raiders are false. They're false. Derek Carr's false. Josh Jacobs is good. He's false. Uh, Henry Ruggs is false. No, Darren Josh, Waller Josh is false. Jacobs is good. He's good. He's false. Okay? okay you could be good and false at the same time. It's possible. <laughs> For years, Tiki Barber was good and false because he fumbled it all the time. Definitely Josh false. Jacobs can't stay healthy. And his games were he just disappears. Um, the Raiders are eight-point favorites at the winless Jets. Um, I think it's a bad time for the Jets to have to play the Raiders. Josh? Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Raiders here just because of how bad the Jets are. Yeah, they're they're horrific. Taylor? Give me the Raiders. Give them, then they're going to open it up. What's the points, bro? <laughs> eight. Oh, no, don't take those points. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't trust them still? No, listen, it's not even that. It's just because, like, any spread that's over seven and a half. Would I you wa- take the Dolphins to cover 11 and a half against the Bengals with uh, Brendan Allen at quarterback? <laughs> maybe. I, I would take that. What they did Because of the- how good that defense is, I would. Yeah. I would. But not you don't trust the Raiders to do anything. I would rather buy three points and make myself feel better about it. Fair. Um, next game. This is uh, a. Uh, it should be a good. It should have been a good one, but the Texans suck. Uh, the Colts coming off a, a drubbing to the Titans at the Houston Texans, who now just lost their best corner and their best wide receiver and Will Fuller and Bradley Roby to PED sus- suspensions. Guess who their uh, one of their defensive coaches is? Brian Cushing. Big fucking surprise there. Um, the Jersey Col- boy, Jersey the, native. The, the Colts are three and a half point favorites on the road. Josh. Uh, yeah, taking the Colts here. Taylor. Who are they playing? The Texans. Oh, God. Give me the Colts. <laughs> Give me the points. Yeah. Give me the over. Yeah, whatever it is. You know why? Because, like, listen. And Deshaun Watson's playing fucking great still. Because Indianapolis, to me, kind of laid an egg, and Tennessee kind of planted a flag like, like we are for real with a win like yeah. that against a defense like that. Oh, they fucking um, destroyed them. And I really think that they're pissed off. Frank Reich is pissed off. Philip Rivers is just always pissed off. You yeah, know, true. He never divorced his wife because all the child all the child payments you have to pay. Man, he's getting it in. He's dumping give me, loads. Give me the Colts. Give me the points. Give me the over, and give me Phil to throw two touchdowns. Fair. I'm also not betting. I haven't bet in two weeks, and I feel very good about you it. You bet when I was at your house two weeks ago. Yeah, I haven't bet in since. Oh, okay, good. It'll be two weeks this week, is what you're saying. That's what. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, next game. This is a good one. Um, potential AFC playoff matchup: the Cleveland Browns at eight and three at the Tennessee Titans, coming off the win over the Colts. Uh, Titans are five and a half point favorites at home. Josh, uh, I'm going to take the Browns. You're going to take the Browns in the upset. Um, that's tail- that's not out of the realm of possibility. No, definitely listen, not. You have two teams that are very good at running the football. Yeah, it's just play good defense. Browns getting Miles Garrett back this week. That's actually that should be game of the week if you think about it. I would it. think two, so. Two, yeah, two top teams in the AFC, but. I actually think the game I'm about to bring up after is game of the week. So I mean, but, uh, you're probably not wrong. Yeah, either, but. Uh, 
Yeah, give me Tennessee. I, I think Tennessee. I think this is going to be a fucking. This is going to be a low scoring affair, and it's going to be a running fucking. It's going to be a running game the entire time. If, if there's any time Jadavia and Clowney really needs to make an impact, it's in this game. Yeah, which he hasn't at all this year. He, um, like he needs to. I'm also going to take the Titans in this one. Um, I love the Browns. I love what Kevin Stefanski's doing. Too. I'm a huge fan of so many players on that Browns team. I love Baker. I love Nick Chubb. I love Jarvis Landry. Did, did you hear the mic'd up when the when the line shifted over? <laughs> yep. They shift over. That was fucking cute, guys. I, I, I fucking love it. Um, but uh, the Titans, I think they're kind of hitting their stride at the right time. Yes. Their team, I really wouldn't want to see in the playoffs. Um, I think they especially got in stride against that Cl- the Colts team that they felt they should have beat the first time they played. Dude, AJ so, Brown. So give me the Titans. Out of his mind. AJ Brown and Derrick right. Henry. So the next game is the one that I said is uh, potentially game of the week is the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. Like I said, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, the Lions who just fired Matt Patricia after that Thanksgiving Day embarrassment. That was so bad, dude. Horrible. Now, we here at the show at You Watch, I Listen have been calling for Matt Patricia for the last four weeks. Yeah. If this would have happened... Week one, probably. Well, you more so. I, I gave him... I was going to give no. him at least half a season to see. I was a Patricia truther when they hired him, and I he just too. has been garbage. The Bears, also horrific. I can't... I, I've said, I said it last week before the Packers game. The game was over when the Packers went up. Uh, they scored a touchdown, and they missed the extra point. It was 6 nothing. Game was over. It was done. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, though. The Bears' offense looks semi-competent with Trubisky, at least Trubisky has the ability to read and throw, push the ball down the field a little bit, bit more. But, but listen, but that even just that little, that little tiny bit more than Nick Foles is even capable of. Well, you can run it so it creates a little bit. But more. I'm saying that opened it up for Montgomery but, to have a pretty nice game. But then you heard, Matt, but they, they also, to be fair, yeah, I agree with that point. They were down by 24 points when he started right. moving the ball. I know that. And then you hear Matt Nagy say he had his best week of practice. What was he fucking? Was he practicing yeah. against anyone? He's I, trash. I hate when coaches say they had a great week. Shut up. Because that doesn't mean anything. Because listen, I've studied for a test, and I haven't studied for a test. I've studied for a test and failed. I haven't studied for a test and aced Yeah, it doesn't mean it anything. It doesn't fucking matter. The Titans we just talked about, they didn't play for, practice for 24 days, and, and they, they fucking dr- and, and they the Bills. By two touchdowns. Yeah, Um. but uh, Josh, who are you going to take in this game? Lions, Bears, Bears three-point favorites at home. Bears, I guess. Taylor? Uh, Bears and who? Uh, Lions at Bears. Oh yeah, Bears. Uh, I'm gonna take the Lions. I'm gonna I, go. I want to. I'm gonna go with the mojo of Coach Fired coming off a bad loss, longer rest. Uh, the Bears seem like a total mess. They seem like a team that's ready to pack it in. They're only the second team in NFL history to start five and one to then lose five games in a row. Um, next game. Uh, I don't think we have to spend much time on this. The Jaguars might be the best one in ten team I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, facts. Um, at the Minnesota Vikings, who after losing to the Cowboys had a nice bounce back, uh, come from behind victory. Against a tough Carolina Panthers team. I'm such an asshole. Why? Jake Lawton is such a good quarterback. Mike Glennon, great, stupid asshole. <laughs> he got bent when we had an argument last week, and it was the next day when the, they announced. It was the next day. It was. It was like. It was like when he. It was like when he said Trubisky was, or whatever you said. You would know. You said that you thought um, Nick Foles was going to start over yeah. Trubisky, and then Nick Foles was, and then Trubisky was the starter. Yeah. That and day. Then, um. So and then they started three. Well, they started two and zero, oh, and then he got benched uh, for Nick Foles against the Falcons. Stupid dick. Um. So uh, um. The Vikings are ten point favorites at home. Listen, the Jaguars play really good football for such a bad team, and they have some... That's a situation where if I'm an incoming head coach and GM, I like what they have, because that kid, that Robinson, that running back, looks fucking awesome, that I rookie. Mean, you still got DJ Chark, who's a yeah. very capable wide receiver. You got some, you got some talent there. Um, I, I would like that situation, high draft pick, but uh, I think the Vikings win this game. I, 
I don't even ask Josh first because we're all taking the Vikings, right? Give me the Vikings. What's the status on Dalvin Cook? Because I know he was hurt. Uh, he's. I, it sounds like he said he's playing. All right. And then, so here's the other thing with Jacksonville, right? I don't think Doug Marone should be fired. And my reasoning is... They've for, again for a one in ten team. They've showed enough fight in me, and, and yeah, because the the roster is so depleted, it's hard to get a real gauge on how good the team could be. I mean, obviously they're in full rebuild mode, but once you get a real competent quarterback in that system, I think Doug Marone is going to be fine. You know what I mean? I think that but team I, is I do be think fine. that. But it, I mean, but it's been also, so long. You need to change a different voice. If you, I mean, listen, he still left. He's, I mean, he coached them almost to a, a Super Bowl berth, not less than what second 40, half collapse. Yeah. Years ago, yeah, but I I would give Marone one more shot. I don't think it's gonna because the GM just got fired. They're not gonna bring Listen, in a GM to keep a head coach. I don't disagree with you. I I don't think necessarily. I don't disagree either. Uh, next game, Josh, your team, the New Orleans Saints coming off the win over a quarterbackless team. The Falcons coming off with uh, uh, with a big win over the Raiders, playing very good football since uh, Raheem Morris took over. I'm sorry, you said that wrong. A quarterbackless team beat a quarterbackless team. That's true because Taysom Hill can't play quarterback, but he's a damn electric player. Mm-hmm. The Saints are three point favorites on the road. I actually thought the spread would be a little more. Josh, what's the spread? Uh, three point favorites, Saints on the road. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised the Falcons win, but I'm. Sticking with my guns, and I'm not picking them ever again. Uh, so I'm taking the, stain, the Saints here. The Saints. The Saints. Fuck them. And you know, Taysom Hill did just light them up on the ground a couple weeks ago too. Um, Taylor. See, this is a hard one because I, the thought process is, again, it's a it's a division game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a division game. Division games are weird. Atlanta's playing great. I don't know why. And fucking the listen, New Orleans. 31-3, the game was a lot closer than 31 Yes, agreed completely. You know what I'm saying? Like, Just like the Chiefs and the Bucks wasn't as close as the final score no, made no it shot. look. Yeah. No shot. But really, uh, I'm as bad as I want to take Atlanta, and like, I got to make a move because I don't want to watch these fucking stupid movies. <laughs> I'm going to take New Orleans. All right. Um, I also don't want to watch these movies, but I also want to win. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons. Fuck you. Um, I think their defense has been playing pretty well. I think Keanu Neal looks like he's back. I love seeing that. Yeah, but he's going to get. He's due for a big injury. I think Julio's going to be. He is. Uh, Julio should be back this week. No. Um, he's not. He's out officially. Um, well, he's out quite pr- doubtful. Yes. Okay. They, yeah, but they held him out of practice all week so far. I think this yeah, is but Julio's the type of guy to show up on game day and go for two fifty and six. Yeah, I think this is going to be the game where Taysom Hill, his limitations as a passer, are going to be truly exposed, and they're going to need him to throw like they didn't need him to last but week. But Atlanta can't stop the run. They can't. But I think this at home. I think and motivated because now you could fuck with their playoff seating a little bit. Right. Um, I, I think that their their momentum's riding a little high after the game over the Raiders, thinking, oh, we could compete with a potential playoff team. Give me the Falcons in the upset. Uh, next game, another divisional game. Uh, Rams at Cardinals. Cardinals, you know, they should be on a five-game losing streak if not for the Hale Murray. Uh, the Rams laying a dud against the 49ers, a tough 49ers team. Um, the Rams are three-point favorites on the road. Josh. Uh, Rams. Taylor. I want to pick the Cardinals, but the Cardinals have fucked me three weeks in a row, and I hate the Rams. So I'm going to take a chance here. Give me the Cardinals. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams just because of what I said is that now that the Dolphins kind of were the first team that kind of showed how to play Kyler Murray after the first half where he was really good and the second half where they slowed him down. You got to show the numbers that he's throwing against the Blitz this season are not very good. I think he has four touchdowns and six interceptions. His completion percentage, he's not reading the Blitz very well. And it's also making him not take off as much. And when he does take off, he's not gaining as much. Um, I think the Rams bounce back this game. Although I don't love the Rams, I'm going to take them 
traveling comfortably. Uh, we don't have to spend much time in this game. Giants at Seahawks. Colt McCoy's playing. Giants have not beaten a team uh, 500 or better all season. Uh, they've beaten all bad teams. Um, so uh, we're all taking the Seahawks. Yes. Um, I, I heard that uh, Pete Garrell's big on Anklegate. I don't know if you read into Anklegate at all. Uh, actually, you know, I didn't keep on my uh, my, key, my Pete Carroll news this week. All right, so inform us a little bit. Um, so he's a big believer in Anklegate, and when Anklegate, I don't know if you heard, Joe Biden uh, had a fall with his dog. He was walking his dog. Uh, he had to go to uh, get looked at. Uh, they thought it was a sprain, had a hairline fracture in his foot, and he's wearing a, a walking boot. Right. And what I'm seeing is that um, also in 2017, John McCain was in a walking boot at one point. Oh, I see. And, and Hillary Clinton was also in a walking boot at one point. And what it actually is, it's an ankle bracelet because they're um, being arrested for uh, being pedophiles. Oh, okay. Um, so Pete Carroll believes that Joe Biden is a pedophile. <laughs> so, <laughs> The ankle gate's a very real thing, guys. No, it's not. I believe it. Uh, um, I don't so believe. I don't, no, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> I don't believe it. I believe that it exists. The 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 the. That ankle gate's a thing that people believe. Ankle gate. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that it <laughs> is right. a thing, and people believe it. I don't believe it. All right. Oh my God. Uh, the next game. Uh, that is the stupidest fucking. This is an ever. even point line. The New England Patriots coming off the win over the Cardinals, um, where Cam Newton was horrific, um, at the Los Angeles Chargers, where Anthony Lynn had maybe the worst coaching fourth quarter I've ever seen in my life. Dude, that last play that they ran. Where that whole the hail the hail mary <laughs> thing, and then he calls it. First off, he calls a run with no timeouts. I Stupid. Love it. I love then it. he calls a QB sneak as the offensive line drops back into pass protection. I love so it. So Justin Herbert ran past the offensive line right into the defense. <laughs> um, the the Patriots again. This is a weird game. Josh, uh, I'm going to take the Patriots. <sighs> I'm going to take the. Dan, you first. I'm going to take the Patriots just because I think a game like last week is one where a team will give up on a coach. Yeah. It, but, oh, my God. As and my, Herbert hasn't been as hot lately. Yeah, and, the, like, the that New England can run the ball like a motherfucker. And their defense has been better since Stephon Gilmore came back. Yeah. Yeah, give me New England. Okay. I wanted to take the I wanted to take the Vegas Los Angeles Anaheim Chargers or whatever. That's the Angels. Um, Out of, what, the, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yeah. Fuck off. The next game. What is, what city is it? Those are two different cities. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike Scotia. You piece of shit. He hasn't been the manager for like six <laughs> seasons. That's the last one I remember. <laughs> All right, fine. They, Tony Larusa. Fuck him too. He was kind of the White Sox, right? Yeah. Now he is. Um, how about Joe Madden is the manager of the Angels and Mickey Calloway's the pitching coach? Is that Mickey real? Calloway's the yeah. Pitching Joe coach? Madden was the manager. The Angels last year. Well, since when? Oh, okay. Since Fair. last all last season. Fair enough. Dude. What the fuck has Joe Madden ever done? <laughs> Won the Cubs a World Series. <laughs> True. And he and, and he signed Anthony Rendon. Bitch. All right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> These next three games, I I think we're all going to agree. Eagles at Packers. Packers, Packers nine and a half point favorites. Yeah. Packers points. Aaron Rodgers over. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> yeah. points. Aaron, Aaron Jones Aaron, over. Aaron Rodgers over rushing yards. I was thr- PFF is just running um who they think the big free agents are going to mm. be signing with in the offseason. Uh huh. And I was happy they I this one I agreed with. The Dolphins will sign Allen Robinson. They should. Um, and that they'll sign Aaron Jones, which I love Aaron Jones. I don't love giving money to running backs. I wouldn't. Well, okay, so here's the thing. And I understand, but Aaron Jones is still very young. So And he's playing the best ball of his career the last two years. I, would, I wouldn't I would do like a Zeke contract. No, I think, that, I think the number they said was like four years, $45 million. That's, Probably twenty three million guaranteed. That's a nice investment. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, um, they didn't have the Falcons signing anyone, by the way. Oh, yeah. Did they have? Did they have Denver? Signing they had you anybody? resigning Justin Simmons. Um, 
Really? Yeah. I'll, I'll send you the link. I'll send you, I, I remind me, and I'll send you the link. I've been listening to uh, PFF on a Sirius XM. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's like my it's awesome. show, dude. Um, next game, I don't think we have to spend much time on. It's your team, Taylor. Um, the Broncos at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 14-point favorites. Tyreek Hill last week. That, that Those numbers, when I told Josh, I was like, yo, look at Tyreek Hill's numbers. He goes, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you sent your Madden stats with Drew Locke having 1,000 passing yards and 13 touchdowns. Were you playing on rookie? No, I wasn't. And by <laughs> okay, the way, all listen, pro, all pro. listen, if those are Drew Locke's stats for a real season, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, a thousand passing yards. I'd be happy with that in 1953. Um, we're all taking the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the points. And uh, I wouldn't. I maybe wouldn't touch that over because, again, the fucking the division games are weird. Yeah. Um, next game, the Washington football team at the Steelers. Actually, I'm a little intrigued by this game because I am now buying into the idea that the Steelers, while they're 11-0, who have they beaten? I know they beat the Browns. They beat the Bricks off them. They beat the Ravens twice. One of them was, you know, depleted. Ra- they didn't look very good last night, by the way. Was it 14 to 19? Um, they won. It was 20 to 17, I think, was the final score. Really? Um, and they didn't look very good. Ben didn't look good. When you look at who they've beaten, like, do you know, do you want to hear who they've beaten this year, the Steelers? I, no, I know. They, they, they only beat the Broncos by three. Yeah. They, they listen, you, wins are wins. It doesn't matter if you win by a little, you win by a lot. But the, I don't, I think the football team's going to lose. Don't get me wrong. But, I they have a couple interesting games coming up where I think they're going to be a, a team that's potentially one and done in the playoffs. The way I see the Steelers playing, they ain't beating the fucking Chiefs because the thing it that would they be don't an interesting game. The thing that they can't do on offense that is the the key to beating the Chiefs is they cannot run the ball. Yeah, James Conner's not quick. No, and the offensive line is a pass blocking line. They're not a and, run blocking. And Blake line. Snell is a pretty good. No, not Blake. Snell. That's the pitcher. Uh, no, Holy no, shit! No, hold on. Uh, <laughs> no, it, the guy, the kid's name is Snell. He was running. Yeah, back yeah, I know what you're talking or about Kentucky or some shit. But he's he's a very capable. Running back. It's actually Phil Hughes. We're going to just start naming other pitchers. Oh, dude. <laughs> yo, you guys Ian see, Kennedy. Yo, did you, see Roy, did you see Roy Halliday's touchdown catch last week? Roy Halliday? Yeah, dude. It went right into the fucking ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's dead. Um, Thanks, dude. Thanks for quitting. Um, <laughs> all right. Are we all taking the Steelers over football team? Yes. All right. What, what's ne- that spread? Eight and a half on the Steelers right now. That is hilarious. Eight uh, and a half. Um, next game, uh, Josh, are you just going to use an old picture to Photoshop? I just realized, fine, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, the next game, I actually am intrigued by this one. Uh, the Bills at the 49ers. Um, the 49ers with a nice win over the Rams last week. Really, really playing good football for Kyle Shanahan despite all the injuries. 49ers getting healthy at the right time. Yeah, they're getting healthy at the right time. Uh, the offensive line's been blocking really well. Um, I would hope so. The Bills are two and a half point favorites on the road. Josh. I'm going to take the Bills. Taylor? Um, you first. Yeah, exactly. I don't know either. Because, you know what? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the 49ers. Because San Francisco really impressed me last week, to be honest with you. Yeah. Even though Jared Goof is who we thought he was. A bum. You know what I mean? But like I'm I'm telling you now, if you put Carson Wentz with Sean McVay get, with the Rams, they would be a better offense. They haven't put up thirty points since week three. That's ridiculous. How good that offense yeah. is. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, if you put Carson Wentz on that team with that coaching staff and those weapons, they'd be a better team. Because all Jared Goff can do is roll out and complete fucking dump-offs. Yeah. He can't throw it downfield. And Carson Wentz can do that and better with the right coach. I, it, no defense of him this season. He's been horrible. But he is a more talented passer than Jared Goff. I will go to the grave with that. Yeah, I don't disagree. And let me take San Francisco and who? The, the Bills at 49ers. <sighs> Why, why are these games rough? Because I don't want to watch these stupid fucking sex movies and shit. Because I'm going to write a fucking... Because you're going to realize that you think the guy's hotter than the girl? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. I, I mean... He, he might be. He could be. He's, he's, he's not Chris Pratt, though. No, no. Who is? Uh, You know, give me the other team. The 49ers? No, the other one. The Bills? No, the other one. 
Okay, okay, you're taking the 49ers. That one, yeah. All right. I said Your that. other left. <laughs> Your other left. Um, and the, the, the Monday night game, the real doozy, the Dallas Cowboys, with maybe the most embarrassing Thanksgiving game since Leon Lett touched the fucking bump, the, the ball, the ball? Uh, uh, against the Dolphins. Um, fucking stupid. At the, at the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Ravens seven-point favorites. I think we actually have two Monday night games because I think it's the Bills and the, the Cowboys. So, are, so Monday night, 3 o'clock. No, I think it's 5 and 7 or 5 and 8. I um, I actually I like that. I I would rather get I would I, this is my idea. Get rid of Sunday night football. Give me two Monday night games. Well, so the Sunday night games run too late. They run way too late. They haven't been very good either. No, Sunday um, night's not been good. This dude, year. give me a mo- Thursday's been better. Give me they have it has this year. Give me two Monday night games or give me a Monday and a Tuesday game and the teams that play on Tuesday get off that Sunday. That's their bye week. I'd be so I down like, for that. So like it happens to two teams a week obviously so then that that's your Yeah, your bye week. Like like one team would get fun. Whatever it happens, at least you see it coming. Yeah, you know what I'm saying you don't think else surprise. I, I, I'm cool. Like the the Mike, one of the you can hate Mike Francesa. One of his best rants ever is about the waiting all day for Sunday night song. It and he, he goes, I like it. "What are you waiting for all day? But watching football all day? Boy, it's the craziest uh, thing I ever listen, heard." The only reason why I even watch Sunday night football is we'll see Carrie Underwood. Yeah, on she's got some nice stems. Um, some nice stems. <laughs> yeah, her legs. What is <laughs> I've never heard that. Before. Really, Josh? Uh, Cowboys Ravens. Uh, uh, uh. Cowboys. What? All right, let him, dude. He's in the lead. He's been picking better than us. I can't question him. I mean, I mean, I'm taking the Ravens. I mean, are you? Yeah, confidently. Are you? Yeah, because the cow th- that game on Thanksgiving, that fucking fake punt that Mike McCarthy called, was so it was so obvious. That was they so were bad. so bad against a team that isn't that good. The football team's fine. They ain't that good that they the Cowboys look like they don't even belong on the field with them. The Ravens still play a very good defense. I wish I knew. I wish I remembered the 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 quote that Mike McCarthy said about that play because it was the most asinine. He's thing. dog shit. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. He wasted fucking five years of prime Brett Brett Rogers, uh, the fighter. That almost beat Fedor. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. He's working at a Sam's Club when he fought Fedor. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take the Ravens. Taylor. Yeah, give me the Ravens. All right, guys. This was episode 130. You watch, I listen. It was a fun one. Um, the movie pick for this week was Mank. Frank Turner. Fuck off. No more Gloria. <laughs> Did you have a different song before that came up, and then you just went with this? Yeah. <laughs> what was the other song? Uh, it was actually Brown Eyed Girl. I don't know why. Okay, I like Brown Eyed Girl. Because Taylor's just leaving. Garage off on me again. We never in. <laughs> Taylor's ranting again. We Bye, guys. We'll s- in. Fuck you. That's off. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Yell into Josh's mic and hit him. No, I don't, no, don't do that. <laughs> hit him. Do it and you're cool. Do it and you're cool. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Later.